Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast, and welcome to the new year. Hopefully, we've left the hellscape that is 2020 and 2021 behind, <laughs> but we're not off to the best of starts yet, but um, this year has to be better. It can't be any worse, right? Um, I it's, This year should be better because all the, all the movies that were supposed to be like 2020 and 2021 i feel like all got condensed into 2022 so this mm-hmm. year is like loaded with movies more so than i can think of in a very long time so i'm really looking forward to that speaking of looking forward to this is the one episode of the year that i look forward to more than any other this is my favorite episode of the year that we always do our predictions video what we think will be the biggest box office successes failures sleeper hits and then just kind of throwing random darts at the wall, seeing what sticks with bold predictions for the year. I look forward to it. We have about the same batting average as an actual baseball player in this of like, if we get a third of this right, we're Hall of Famers. But um, (laughs) Josh, how you doing tonight? How was your Christmas break? It was good, man. Uh, We didn't do a whole lot, but... uh... That was much, very much needed. Um, mm-hmm. Work-wise, that week in between Christmas and New Year's was absolute balls to the wall crazy. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I convinced my mom to – this is kind of bleeding into the what are we watching lately. But uh, I convinced my mom to start watching Harry Potter. So we watched Sorcerer's Stone last night because she's the only one in the family that hasn't seen them. Wow. So, just in yeah. time for that reunion special. That's ex- literally exactly. I was like, I want to watch it, but I don't want to ruin it. And she's like, but I feel like I should watch, read the books first. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, Mom. You yes, had 20 years. But when are you going to have time? <laughs> so, yeah. She she liked the first one. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's, that's fine. Did you watch the reunion special yet? I have not. I will most likely watch it this week we'll see it kind of depends on, on some things it's might be a busy week might not be uh because uh my car got hit oh now, you okay yeah three days before christmas somebody mm. rear-ended me on the highway uh so that was fun um so i've been dealing with that a lot and trying to get make sure insurance is covering things and making sure that i don't get my license taken away for something that wasn't my fault and all this other stuff it just it's Tennessee's crazy. It's been a crazy couple weeks. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's been a good time. Uh, so, I did watch the Harry Potter special. I don't really think there's spoilers for Josh, but uh, the Harry Potter special is, to me, what the Friends special should have been. Mm-hmm. I was not the biggest fans of the Friend Reunion specials just because I didn't think it had structure. It was just kind of random hodgepodges of stuff with the cast together, not connected well. This, since it's a movie series with an overarching narrative, it was able to follow specific beats better. Plus, I'm more emotionally attached to Harry Potter than Friends. Like, Friends is fine, but seeing the original cast back together was so cool. Seeing stuff that I actually had not seen before was even more rare, because growing up with all the Harry Potter movies, I was used to the bonus features of seeing the the behind-the-scenes, the deleted scenes, which kind of really tapered off after the fourth movie that they stopped doing that a lot. Um, but seeing stuff that I hadn't seen before was super, super cool. Um, the part that I'm just like, I, I don't like that. Stop saying stuff like that 
is there's a line when the three mains are together and talk about how much they've grown since the movies are done. And Rupert Grint goes, yeah, since the movies have ended, I've had kidney stones and children. And I'm going, just don't. Just just stop. Just go back to your ice cream truck. I don't need to know that. Um, <laughs> Rupert's hilarious for that kind of stuff, though. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've finished my 2021 count with, I believe, 80 or 81 movies. So a slow nice. year for me. I'm not the biggest fan of or not too proud of that number. But I'm working on fixing that for 2022 because more movies will actually come out. Um, so I watched the Harry Potter reunion special on New Year's Day. Uh, Heather and I binge watched all of season four of Cobra Kai on New Year's Eve. That was fantastic. I was right about a lot, um, but wrong about a lot too, which made me also very happy. They continue to subvert expectations. Uh, I watched Netflix's Red Notice. Mm. It was fine. It was. It's good for a Netflix movie. I'll say that. Um, yeah, that part's not high though. <laughs> I will. I'll always admit when I'm wrong. Gal Gadot is continually improving as an actress. Is she the best out there? By no means, but she has already come a long way from that first Wonder Woman movie, which I still think is not her best outing. I think it's a good movie, but I don't know necessarily if she was the best actress in it, but she's really good in Red Notice. I think she has great chemistry with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Um, it was fine, but let's be honest. There's one big movie that I know both Josh and I saw over Christmas break. That's the real reason we are gathered here today to honor the legacy that is the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. Yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> we, we can tie this into our Spider-Man, our first news topic here in a little bit. But Josh, we haven't gotten a chance to talk on a podcast yet about Spider-Man No Way Home. Dude, like... I've never been was, so happy to be so wrong in my life. Yeah, like, I think that was the thing, is that uh, the, after seeing it a couple times and kind of reflecting on what the news kind of had reported on it, leading into it, like, well, Doctor Strange is going to be the new mentor, blah, blah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but no. Also, like, more like a, bro, you so, you did this problem, and now I'm forced to fix it. Like, but even then, he's in it even less than Iron Man was in Homecoming. Yeah, it's crazy. Which so I just it. had this thought yesterday of maybe the reason why he gets all these mentor figures, whether it's Happy, whether it's Iron Man, whether it's Doctor Strange, is one, because they look nice in posters, but two, spoiler alert, it's because they're all still secretly origin movies that he still needs his hand held for. And that's perfectly okay. This secretly ended up being the greatest origin trilogy that we didn't even know was an origin trilogy. I feel dude. like I got played. I got worked, brother. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, this. Like, and I think it was one of those, like, there's a moment. I'm. There's a moment towards the, in that back third of the movie. I'm trying to, like. No, we can spoil us... it. It's been weeks. We're going to spoil the crap out of Spider-Man, especially for so... new stuff. Well, and that's fair because they they released, like, T-shirts and stuff like that stuff with spoiler stuff on it now. So, when Toby and Andrew finally come into the picture and, like, just every interaction between Tom, Toby, and, and Andrew is absolute gold and, per like, oh, I, and I still, I think my favorite line of the movie has got to be when, uh, and... 
this is it's just my partiality but like when andrew was talking about when at the time after gwen died and it just god like that whole scene in general like tom tom spider-man's like no you don't know what it feels like and tell me and then they cut back to andrew and your heart just shatters into a thousand pieces dude like i oh man there's so much and there's so much to unpack in that movie like i'm gonna have to get it when it when it gets on on dvd and whatnot and just rewatch it over and over and over again because there's so many Easter eggs that I know I miss. I'm just going to rewatch the last two minutes on repeat for the rest oh. of my life because what's the one thing, anybody that's listened to the podcast for any length of time, what's the number one thing that I've complained about Tom Holland's Spider-Man more than anything is why the heck isn't he making his own suits? Why does he keep relying on Stark tech? And at the end when he's just fully embracing his decision to basically have everyone forget about him, I genuinely burst into happy tears as soon as I saw the um, the sewing machine with little material on it. I'm going, oh, I got yeah. played. This was a long game by Kevin Feige. And then you see the shot. I was quivering in my seat when he's sliding in the snow on the rooftop. And it's like shiny and reflective. And he flies off and does his own thing. You're just going, he don't think he's got the little Lego Emperor Palpatine because it's a callback to Homecoming with the Death Star. The only other part, I loved seeing Toby and Andrew, but my favorite line actually was, so do you have a actual suit or are you just going to go into battle looking like a cool youth pastor? Yeah! <laughs> that line is a little too accurate with how it's Toby so looks. Good. And oh, a name like Toby so too, like, oof, that's a little, that, that's, that's kind of a low blow, Andrew, and I love it. You know, it's it, oh, and like stuff like, like Electro being like, oh, I just always thought Spider-Man would be black. And I was like, eh, eh, eh. See, like, this movie uh, felt like redemption for Amazing Spider-Man two, both for Andrew Garfield and for for Jamie Fox. Um, Jamie Fox is a little weird that his entire character is different than Amazing Spider-Man two, but mm-hmm. we don't talk about Amazing Spider-Man two, so it works. Of just like. He's much more chill. Everyone's so much more chill in this movie, even if you're a villain. Like, Doc Ock is just like, oh, great, our fate is tied into the hands of a bachelor who's, what, going to make us frozen burritos and do not do anything with scraps? And <laughs> Goblin in the back, I could go for a burrito. Like, <laughs> dude, okay. we need more Willem Dafoe humor. Or, like, when they're putting the diffuser thing on Electro, and he's like, can I ask you something? Yeah. These your Legos? Like, I want to know. Why Why do you care? Are you going to rebuild his Legos? Electro there? Electro? Legotro? Hate it. I hate it. But, like, in all that being said, William Defoe is an absolute star in this movie. Like, holy crap. Do I need him? And, like, what? I think I looked it up. He's, like, 60, like, 65 or something and like that. And insistent on doing his own stunts. And he did all of his own stunts in this film. And, like, uh, and I, I hear that. I hear that, and then I flash to the spine buster that Goblin does to P- Peter Parker through four, like three floors, and I was like, "I'm actually kind of scared of William Defoe now. Uh, that man's insane, and I can't wait for him to do. I hope that he gets more into the uh, into the villain, like big, like villain kind of characters, and it just his he's so good at at dramatic act it's just acting in general he's just so good that just it amplifies it's just like something that we've missed in villains up until this point i don't know it's just so good 
the combat was really good. Like leading up to the movie, Tom Holland said it would be much more visceral, and he also said he snuck in a move from the Spider-Man games. And so I'm like, which one is he talking about? Oh, there it is. Like there's the fight style definitely kind of felt like the Spider-Man PS4 mm-hmm. game, which I was absolutely fine with. I still think that's some of the most fun combat. But yeah, that Spider-Man movie, just wow. I've seen it three times, and three times is not enough. Um, this is what happens when I doubt uh, both Kevin Feige. And who is apparently just long planning this as opposed to this is why he's in charge, not us. Well, um, yeah, but, but like, also, I like, love seeing the entire Internet just completely switch sides of going, oh, did we misjudge John Watts? Uh, and then all of a sudden, after people saw No Way Home, there's like this like day or two. And then everyone goes, oh, God, this guy's doing Fantastic Four. Now I'm really excited. Because I'll be the first to admit, when they announced John Watts was doing Fantastic Four, I got real sad. I was like, oh, that's the best we can do? After watching No Way Home, though? Oh, dude, gonna bring it. I can see why Kevin Feige picked this guy to do Fantastic Four. Um, yeah. Weird that there's no Fantastic like Four also. reference, because I still am under the impression that Avengers Tower is going to be the Baxter building. Um, yeah. Or Oscorp, because there is no Oscorp yet now, which I think is an which interesting decision. Which is interesting decision. that they, yeah, they brought that, that he brought that up, and which just means, like, so is Oscorp going to rise at some point? Or And you're going to tell me that Ned is not going to be a villain now? After that whole bit they have going, it just would culminate in Ned becoming, like, Tom's version of, uh, of, of Green Goblin. Like, I was just, dude. I don't think great. we'll see Ned and MJ for a little bit. But thank goodness no. we're going to be seeing the symbiote. Um, Dude, but we'll we'll time. talk about the symbiote later on for our predictions oh, yeah. because I think there's much bigger plans that Sony completely accidentally just set themselves up for. I think Sony was going a certain way, and then this movie came out and they're going, "Oh, oh, we got better ideas now." Um, but yeah just spider-man no way home uh and then scream is next week <laughs> lord willing and the creek don't rise because right now nothing is guaranteed but i think scream it's a little too late so i'm hoping to see scream next week and then there's nothing until next month we are now as of recording this we are 44 days away from the best movie of the year that is uncharted and we're we're not even I'm saying it's not going to be the best movie of the year. <laughs> I was like, dude, see, and that's the problem with this. Uh, I say a problem, but like that's like the weird part about this year is that like, sure, okay, you have Uncharted, okay. We also have the Batman. League of Super Pets, <laughs> the Batman. We also have uh uh, uh oh geez um Knives Out too. Knives Out Two. We've got unbearable weight of of massive talent. talent. Like, like there's so many good movies. Wakanda Forever, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Like, just so many good movies coming out this this year. That I mean, and Fantastic Beasts Three. That's a movie that's coming out. I'm crossing my fingers. I really am. I just I needed can't get get a lot worse. I also so I also w- watched all of Winter Season Two in like two or three days, and it's it's good. 
it's it's i don't think it's near as like i it, it's one of those you can tell first season was to get everybody in second season is a adventure full of lo- of lore dump so that they can get into the next one and be like, okay guys here we go things about to go off and this is why um also we haven't gotten a chance to talk about book of boba fett or hawkeye finale either i like one and I'm indifferent to the other. I love Hawkeye. Yeah. Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett exists. We say yeah. this as the second episode is about to come out, so the second episode could completely change things. But yeah, that's as a whole, episode. the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, I- I'm not going to lie, I was a little disappointed. Um, I, yeah, it I feels don't know what weird. I was expecting. Yeah. Like, I was expecting, like, crime boss Boba Fett, which we kind of get, but I think for me, the non-linear storytelling kind of throws off the pacing a little bit and it yeah. felt at times a little too fan servicey of like oh we got the Patton oswald moment we got the arm crawling out of the sarlacc pit mm-hmm. and tatooine from parks and rec um also josh because i know you care about this a lot was it just me or was the fight choreography god awful like bad. Which is weird because the choreography when we first meet Boba in Mando Season 2 was so good. When he's mowing down people with the, with the, what is it? That's not a skiff. That's the thing that they ride on. Yeah. The the Tusken Raider stick. That was amazing. This felt clunky. Like slow motion, but not slow motion. I thought the scenes with Fennec actually had much more tempo and were much more interesting. This... But even it felt they weird. Felt little, uh, the whole thing felt, the whole episode felt weird. And I can't put my, and that's, I, I still can't put my finger on it. Because my dad could tell that um, I didn't like it. But I was like, he goes, well, why? I was like, I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, I don't know why. I was expecting something different or I'm not 100% sure. I, I like Hawkeye as, the, as a show. I love that the moment between clint and um yelena happened that's great it's cool i guess to have kingpin um although it's a little hard see then this is the issue that they're going to run into and and i'm not going to sit here and be like (laughs) i'm the only one thinking about this but this is the issue they're going to run into by bringing vincent bonofrio and charlie cox you at some point have to state whether or not and i don't maybe they have maybe they haven't whether or not these are the characters from the Netflix shows. Because if they are, there's no reason Kingpin did not rip Kate's head off in this. It doesn't make sense. There's it, there's no reason for Kingpin to have not legitimately murdered multiple people with his bare hands. In that, in that if battle. nothing else, Kate's mom, because please. Exactly. That's, and that's, it was like, there's, this felt like a... I just, I don't know, man. I, it was, there was something off about Kingpin the whole time. I was really excited to see him, but it just felt weird and felt like that's not the Kingpin that we know. So I don't know. It's going to be really, really, really interesting to going forward, especially with them being actively being like, yeah, Charlie Cox is Daredevil. See, I think it might be one because Vincent D'Onofrio keeps saying that it is Charlie Cox isn't as active on saying that it is the same version but it's who isn't in this that's telling me that it's the same version 
more so than who is. Um, Jessica Henwick, I believe, is the actress's name, who is most recently in The Matrix Resurrections, but was first in um, Iron Fist, was apparently offered a role in Shang-Chi, but she turned it down, hoping that, well, if I'm in Shang-Chi, that officially rules me out of ever coming back from my role in Iron Fist. So where, where does that kind of leave me? Um, so she turned the Shang-Chi role down to be in Matrix. So I'm going, does that kind of officially close the door to certain people? Or yeah. <laughs> because it's Kevin Feige and Marvel, does that kind of shut the door on just the Iron Fist section? Because yeah. as we've seen, Kevin Feige is not an idiot. He listens to the fans. And generally, the fan consensus is everyone in the Defenders was cast well, except for Iron Fist. That was a train wreck of, like, bring back, um, oh, what is her face as uh, Jessica Jones? Or Mm -hmm. bring back the actor that played Luke Cage. Like, those guys are fine. It's going to be fitting them in somewhere that I think can be tricky because we're already exploding with new characters very very quickly between hawkeye introducing kate bishop black widow and hawkeye introducing the world to the wonderfulness that is florence pugh's yelena i've seen so many people just quickly just go florence pugh's amazing i'm going where were y'all when fighting with my family came out she was fantastic (laughs) in that um but we're and we're in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We're meeting America Chavez. We're meeting this more or less the next generation of heroes to makes me go. Even if we introduce the Netflix characters, do we have room for the Netflix characters anymore? Yeah. Like I, I get that Daredevil is a big character, and from rumors that we're hearing online, Daredevil will be making a lot of appearances, but don't expect solo things from him anytime soon. So I'd imagine Daredevil will kind of be the the Hulk of the MCU. <laughs> Um, Also, there's a rumor that I almost sent you from a kind of questionable source. They've gotten some stuff right, some stuff wrong, that says Daredevil will be showing up on somebody else's show. And Josh, because it's you, I just want to stick it to you if this is right. He'll be wearing the yellow suit. Just stewing that. And that, that satisfaction for me. I See, here's my thing, man. I... And not, and this is the most, this is the weirdest top way to get to this conversation I've ever had. But so I've been playing a lot of, of uh, Star Wars Old Republic uh, MMO online lately. And a random discussion about Marvel and the Marvel movies had popped up on the general chat. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But someone mentioned, and this is, this is stuck with me for most of today, of that Marvel has a tendency to be too fan servicey and that if you don't watch everything, some things won't make sense on why they're a big deal. Yes. I had to explain to my mom who daredevil was exactly. So if that's the only time that Matt Murdock pops up, it's just little cameos here and there. I feel like that regardless of my opinion about the suit, I feel like that takes away the impact of the character if he's just always in the background i, I don't know man and maybe it's not always and maybe i'm just jumping jump ahead ahead of myself but like the more i thought about it endgame is not a, as great of a movie if it, you don't want watch it right after infinity war 
No, yeah, I agree. Endgame is still one of my all-time favorite MCU movies. But if you're coming into it cold, not as good. It's still like my number three, maybe. I don't remember my ranking. It's probably still my number three. But as a solo movie, there's better movies out there, like No Way Home. But even then, No Way Home, you kind of, in order to enjoy it fully, you need the homework of the Toby and Andrew movies, to which, like, my mom was asking me a lot of questions after No Way Home of just, like, so I never saw the Toby or Andrew ones. Just, like, I kind of get that this is an important moment, but I don't understand fully why it's an important moment. So, like, when he saves MJ, my whole theater was cheering super, super loud. But if you don't, if you haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man two, not that we recommend it, you don't get that impact mm-hmm. as much. Also, um, we'll wrap things up and get into news in just a second here. Um, Josh, just out of curiosity, for your theater, at least for me, the first time I saw No Way Home, my theater almost was louder when Andrew showed up than when Toby showed up. Was that the um, case for you? So I ended up seeing the first time I saw it. It was at a super, super small, like, local theater. Like, I paid seven bucks. What? Yeah, to see I No Way Home. I paid 17 Yeah, I know. Granted, screen was kind of small. It was, like, a weird-shaped theater. But, like, at the same time, I was like, but I just needed to, at that point, yeah, I was like, just I just to need it. to see this. just need to see it. Um, I still want to see it in a bigger theater, but whatever. So, there wasn't a lot of people in there, but, yeah. More people were excited for Andrews. And this is not a not, not on Toby at all, I think. I, could, I think I it think, could be presentation. Like, when we see Toby, he's more or less looking like a youth pastor. As opposed to, like, Andrews fully in costume. And also, Andrew, I feel like there was always that unfinished business part of it. Um, I agree. I think, yeah, Toby, and I think, <laughs> we'll get into this later. Uh, but I think they definitely have closed the door on Toby. But, like, in a very, like, yeah, like, he is the OG. And even I have more respect for him because of this movie, before his character because of this movie. But they definitely present Andrew in this way that is very much, he's got some unfinished business. He's not who he's supposed to be yet. Yeah. You ready to get into some news? Let's do it, my friend. First time of the year. Let's get to the news. And we're going to stick with the Spider-Man train for their news because Kevin Feige, just just thank you for calming our Spider-Man anxiety here because after the release of Spider-Man No Way Home, which continues to just dominate the box office and is now in the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time and is Sony's most profitable movie of all time, Kevin Feige laid us fans to calm as he basically <laughs> said not lay us down to rest lay us down to calm <laughs> lay us down to rest <laughs> kevin fagoli as some people like to call him kevin fagoli more or less calmed our nerves and said yeah we're working on the next spider-man movie and it's going to remain in the mcu at least for one more movie so whether this becomes a movie to movie basis or they are working on the next trilogy like we've kind of thought that they would be for a while. Whether they're just working on it and only telling us about one movie at a time. Either way, I can relax now because, you know, after, leading up to No Way Home, we're just like, this is probably the end of it. This is probably the last of it. And thankfully it wasn't and we're getting more. So having seen No Way Home, I don't know if I've ever been more 
excited and more anticipating a Spider-Man movie now having seen No Way Home. It's not just riding the high of seeing that movie. It's where No Way Home leaves us. I need more stories to follow that line. It's not even so much of the post credit scene that teases some big things. Also sound really, really cool. But just where the movie leaves us as a whole, I'm really, really excited for future directions. So last call, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, in order to talk about Spider-Man 4, we need to delve into spoiler territory here. So last warning, everyone he knows and loves is dead to him. Um, Basically, or he's dead to everyone else. And I love it mm-hmm. so much. Um, the only thing I would change about No Way Home, and it's absolutely a little too fan servicey, is if Mr. Dinkovich was his landlord. Mm-hmm. You pay, you pay me rent. Like, come on now. But I felt like that in and of itself felt like a Toby reference because his little tiny one bedroom apartment looks a lot like um, Toby's. But just seeing that he's making his own suit again, which the eyes will move because the eyes could move even before he got the Stark suit. Um, Chameleon is still out there. To me, No Way Home was the buildup of this trilogy of learning what responsibility really means. The next trilogy, the college trilogy, can only lead up to one thing. Sinister Six, baby! <laughs> I was worried going into No Way Home that the Sinister Six was more or less like the direction we were going with this because we had five villains. I love all the memes that they're like, we got the Sinister Six, and then they show the picture of the tree in the cage. <laughs> like, we got six. <laughs> it's just a tree, man. It's just a tree. I appreciate that they never fight more than three at any given moment. Yeah. So they are keeping that in their back pocket. If I am them, if I am Marvel, which means they have much better ideas than me, but this is just me spitballing. Again, spoiler alert, but we see that a little piece of the Venom symbiote suit got left behind. Great. Don't use that just yet. Uh, (laughs) In Spider-Man 4, we have him in community college. Maybe he meets Gwen or even Harry, and he's very, very cautious about meeting Harry because the name Osborne, he clearly has had bad experiences with them. Have Chameleon and maybe somebody else. Chameleon gets hired by maybe Kingpin. And you get a Daredevil Spider-Man team up, please. Mm. I've just got Josh a little too excited there. Only if they use the batons. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then in the fifth one is when he used the symbiote suit. Because obviously in the middle part of your trilogy, you just have to go dark. But I think it'd be interesting if we get him down this dark path and make him... Because by and large, Tom is a good kid. He's a good person. So when he gets the black suit, it could be more of a, a switch. And then in the sixth movie, when he's still kind of recovering from the black suit and trying to get back to what he knows, he's kind of already emotionally beaten down. I think it's interesting that you can line up the sixth movie, his sixth movie, be a Sinister Six movie proper. So he's just recovering from the black suit, and then you set up Sinister Six. Yes, yes, please. I, I've needed Sinister Six for the longest time, and I feel like that's the next step a next direction that being said now that they're around you can never discount toby and andrew from popping up or as jamie fox said i really thought you'd be black are we gonna get hints to miles sooner rather than later um 
I'm just I'm just happy to see that Spider-Man is not going anywhere, and I think it's because, as we'll talk about in our predictions, I think Sony and Marvel figured out some uh, new agreements of who can show up where after the success of No Way Home. Well, we'll we'll, we'll save that for later. Josh, you see, Spider-Man Four is on the horizon. Yay, nay, what are we doing with this movie? Yeah, let's go. Absolutely, especially after No Way Home. I think it's it's a I almost would be worried if they didn't announce it because it makes more. It just makes sense after the Sony that Sony exec was like, "Yeah, we got another trilogy in the works." It was like, "Okay, cool, I can relax, awesome." And now, now they're like, "Hey, like the fourth now that is, now that Feige himself has said it, you're going oh, okay." Now we're now we're like, "Okay, now it's a real thing." Because like. <laughs> Just like Amy Pascal could say whatever the heck she wants doesn't mean Kevin Feige will go along with yeah. it. Because nothing is greater for us comic book fans than seeing Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal in interviews together and seeing Amy Pascal just not give a crap at all and having no filter and Kevin Feige's look of sheer panic whenever she's talking of just going, no, we're not ready to talk about that. We're not ready to talk about that. And like him trying to like control his face from not freaking out just makes me always laugh whenever I see that together. Oh, you mean so like any interview with Tom Holland and, and he's gotten uh, better about that. But he has, but like it's fun now. Zendaya like polices him on purpose and like puts it. It's just it's just fun to watch. Um, but yeah, which no, we've got some down. questions for Andrew Garfield, huh? Yeah, mm, mm. boy, gaslit us for years. I ain't about that. I mean, but it's like at the same time, he's about to go I'm, tick tick boom. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> I, that movie's fantastic. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. Like that. Like Andrew is. I actually feel so bad. Good. I feel bad for Andrew Garfield because I'm hearing nothing but great things about Tick Tick Boom, and the entire time that movie was about to come out. Hey, are you in Spider Man? You in Spider Man? What's it like being Spider Man? He's like, dude, you do realize I've poured my heart and my soul into this movie, and I spent a year trying to learn yeah. how to sing. But can you sing as Spider-Man? Spider Man? Like, stop it! <laughs> I feel so bad. Like interviewers these days are less about the movie that they're interviewing more about oh uh let me get spoilers out of you which is unfortunate because like i need andrew garfield on hot ones dude andrew garfield is i think slowly becoming one of my favorite actors he's phenomenal of all all time i i don't think there's been a single one of his performances that i didn't like there's been like movies he's in that i'm like eh, but like his performance in all of them is almost spot on every time. Um, but we're talking about Tom Holland. So for now, for now, um, I'm down. I love get, get grassroots. I love that. We're going to be scaling back on technology. I love that. He's going to have to get a job and get his GED. Cause technically he doesn't exist in the, in any system period, which is um, so Spider-Man. It's not even funny. Like if I, I know, remember correctly, right? he didn't graduate college either because he just missed it. Like he was either just short on credit hours or didn't make graduation or something like that. Like it's just so Spider-Man it's perfect. And I love it so much. Dude, I'm excited. I don't know. I can see them introducing Harry. But I don't know if they would have Gwen around with MJ still out there. That's my only thing is they've set up this like cosmic love story between him and MJ. Of I don't, so, I just, no. I don't know. I actually have thought about this. Of we have the first movie of Harry and Gwen and his other friends. Harry, because he's Harry, 
there was some big college party or whatever, and the doorbell rings, and he's like, hey, Pete, go get the door. Opens the door, and we recreate that famous panel where we first meet MJ, and it's MJ at the door at this college party, and he's just, but he's there with Gwen, and she doesn't know who he is. We get this, like, kind of reverse of Vulture, almost, of, like, when Vulture opened the door, going, (gasps) of, like, every... Things are finally going well for me. I'm Spider-Man. I have my work and my life balanced and everything. And then he opens the door and it's MJ with red hair. And it's... Mm, you're just going... Less. Just going, please, please, please. Also, with these Spider-Man movies going forward, now I'm just getting too nitpicky of things I want. I got him my homemade suit. I got him being broke and no one cares about him anymore. The world hates him and I love it. The only thing I need now... Is for pictures of Spider-Man. He needs a job, and he's got to work for that sketchy. I love how sketchy the Daily Bugle podcast is. It's like yep. just, it's basically our setup. It's a camera, and that's it. Like I love how low tech Jay Jonah is. Um, bring I'm in the camera. Found, make him up for make him a photographer again. We got close with Andrew Garfield. We only ever saw email attachments, but. I think the future of Spider-Man has never looked brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, the multiverse of Spider-Man has never looked brighter. We'll put it that way because um, let's segue into our next topic. Yeah. Because I don't think this Morbius thing is as easy to break down as you might think in terms of why it's getting delayed. So if you haven't seen by now, Morbius... Is it just Morbius or is it Morbius the Living Vampire? I think it's just Morbius, at least for the movie's title. Morbius is getting delayed for a seventh time. It's getting delayed for the seventh time to April 1st, 2022. Now, there is a multitude of reasons for this. We're going to dive into all of them. The number one most glaring one is obviously COVID cases rising again with Om. Omicron? I don't know how to pronounce this thing, man. Uh, and I, I had it, and I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, But that's the most obvious one. Of Sony has been, as we've seen time and time again, uber-reactionary to COVID. Of how many times did it move Venom and then move Venom back? Mm. So COVID is a factor here. A weird factor, but a factor. I think another factor is maybe... They didn't expect Spider-Man to do as well as it is doing because it's still making about $50 million this past weekend. It's still mm-hmm. doing extremely well. So maybe they want to kind of stretch out Spider-Man a little bit more and not want this to eat into Spider-Man. And, Take of course, we're going to throw all the logic and reasoning out the window for the rest of our reasoning here because that's what we do. Maybe this movie doesn't connect with Tom Holland's movies as much as they it, they want us to think it does. And so if this was out in theaters at the height of Spider-Man's still popularity, you go, oh, yeah, so you were just lying to us about this, hoping that we would see it. Like, Tom isn't connected to this at all. But the out-of-left-field thinking that I don't want to believe because it's too good to be true and I would like to say we're not conspiracy theorists here, but we always have conspiracy theorists. Oh, we have I a freaking am. hat about it, so. I am. <laughs> but the conspiracy theorist in me kind of goes, Sony may have accidentally stumbled into something brilliant that they were not originally planning, 
i.e. the multiverse. After No Way Home came out, everyone was clamoring for more Toby, more Andrew, but especially Amazing Spider-Man 3. We're not getting Amazing Spider-Man 3, people. We never will. But that's not to say Andrew Garfield might not show up in other properties. I It's a long shot. But I think they're delaying this to fit Andrew Garfield somehow into the Morbius universe. I know it's a long shot. But there's more evidence that this takes place in the Andrew Garfield universe than there is currently for it to fit in the Toby or the Tom universe. Now, five months, it's like three or four months, I think, April 1st from now. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a lot. It can just be a post credit scene because I've watched interesting theories about this, but the, the Venom 2 end credits where Venom gets teleported to our world and then No Way Home end credits where he gets sent back to his... I don't think that was always the plan. I think the plan was for Tom Holland to fight Tom Hardy. I don't think that's the plan anymore. I would not be surprised if Sony and Marvel work something out of going, okay, Marvel, you can have Tom. We will have cameo Garfield and he will pop up in various Sony verse movies. I know that's a little crazy, but I have a pretty safe bet that Josh is already thinking the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, it's in my predictions. I'll, I'll <laughs> same, <you>. same. <laughs> it's in my predictions. I'm not but to be that. fair, to be fair, Josh and I both have actually been saying this months before No Way Home mm-hmm. came out. We've been saying since the first Venom came out that actually we think Garfield will be the Spider-Man of the Venomverse, not Tom. Because it just makes it, more sense. Especially... <laughs> After No Way Home, where he says, I got angry and vengeful, I stopped pulling my punches, I'm going, the symbiote needs to take control of this man and possess the body of this man and let him be (laughs) the dangerous man he knows he can be. Uh, I just, I'm trying to like not say too, I'm trying to say what I think about this. So you're trying to say less, bro. Say less because predictions are later, but um. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's going into the delaying of Morbius. I think the thing that keeps that keeps putting a chink in the armor as far as our theory of um, this being an Andrew Garfield's kind of universe. Uh, first of all, I think it's way more likely than I think any of us are giving it credit for. I think that I I just don't see how it's not like that universe has to have a Spider-Man. The thing that is the most confusing, however... Michael Keaton? Is Michael Keaton. Since when does Sony care about continuity? I mean, yes, here's the thing. Michael Keaton doesn't necessarily have to... We are assuming, because of the multiverse, that he plays the Vulture. For all we know, he could be playing Bruce Wayne in this universe. Who knows? (laughs) But, like, my Sony has made a deal with Warner Brothers... (laughs) The Flash just, is gonna show up in Morbius. I mean that that that's that's likely. You can't do. You can't say that's not. I mean, Ezra Miller already looks like he's a bloodsucker. So. Ooh, and all we, he already punches women. He's halfway there. Um. Anyway, ooh, yeesh. Uh, okay, too 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 close to the line there. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I honestly at this point in at this juncture, 
I don't think that this delay is a bad thing. I don't think this is a, a reflection on the movie itself. I think it's a reflection of the situation we're in and maybe time to film, trying to film a, like a, a post credit scene or something like that. It's either I that think... or bizarre confidence in Sony. Like they must yeah. be like uber confident in this weird <laughs> yeah. movie, which I would not be if I'm then, but I haven't seen it. So I'd I don't see, know. But like the tra- that second trailer is pretty good. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, time will tell. Uh, but I just, I'm not going to be surprised at all if this, if Andrew shows up. So a while back, Michael Keaton said that he was filming reshoots for something as the Vulture. And I initially thought it was for this, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now I'm starting to think it was for those Morbius reshoots now that the movie's getting delayed. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness also had significant reshoots that we covered not too long ago before we went on Christmas break. Now we have our first teaser poster and teaser trailer for In the Multiverse of Madness. And I'll tell you what, they're doing the exact same thing that they did for Spider-Man No Way Home. They're hiding about two-thirds of the movie from us, I think. And I think they will continue to do so. Um, However, we can still get quite a bit of the story... Uh, both from trailers and from synopsis and from no way home i guess because no way home i think the biggest doctor strange related thing that comes out of no way home more so than messing with the multiverse and everything else is wong being sorcerer supreme to which i'm going oh well that sucks i liked wong because as soon as you say wong goes sorcerer supreme going well nice knowing you because, come yeah. on now, like, uh, he ain't going to be that for very long. He's going to die, uh, which makes yeah. me sad because I like Wong. He's one of my favorites. Um, but this trailer, I think, is hiding a lot. And if, like, a third of the rumors that we're hearing is true, then good. Hide them. Because we'll talk about it in our predictions. I think this has the opportunity to dwarf no way home in terms of how big and how grand the scale is for this in terms of there truly is nothing off limits for this movie in my mind i also think the movie this trailer is lying to us they're showing like the biggest threat to the multiverse is you and it shows strange supreme from what if to which a whole bunch of people in the audience are going Ah oh, crap! Did I have to watch What If too? Gosh dang it! <laughs> and Man, some of us that watched What If are going, Nah, you really don't. Just, <laughs> just don't waste your time. I, I'm sorry, I was let down by What If, but I don't think he's the bad guy either. I think he's gonna help them. I think he's gonna be on their little Revengers team, like their little Illuminati, so to speak. Hint, hint, hint. I actually think the main bad guy for this is either our universe's wanda or an alternate universe's wanda because we see both regular doctor strange and strange supreme so we're getting two doctor strangers also look at the teaser poster we get it's not that's our graphic here but you can see next to me pointing there three doctor stranges in this picture now it could just be artistic style but to me, that actually, I don't read that as artistic flair by the person doing this poster. I think that's a, there are three Doctor Stranges in this movie. Also, you know, toys have confirmed that we're getting multiple Doctor Stranges. <laughs> but look, Details. three Doctor Stranges, 
and two Wandas. Interesting, because we see two drastically different versions in this trailer. We see Wanda in basically a garden, taking care of some stuff. And then we see someone with a big circle kind of doing her dark magic. I don't think that's our Wanda. I think that's a different universe. Maybe a mutant Wanda from a different universe. In which case, we'll talk about it more for our predictions. I think this movie single-handedly will have some of the biggest ramifications for the MCU going forward since Endgame. Like, Endgame, obviously, besides killing Thanos and the five-year gap, has been one of the biggest, like, footprints in the MCU in terms of ripple effect. I think this might be even bigger in terms of just exploding open the universe and nothing is off limits. I don't think Strange Supreme is the bad guy. I think, like No Way Home, it's going to hide a lot from us in the trailers. I'm expecting a lot of cameos. I think we'll get one or two cameos. Unlike No Way Home where they hid the two biggest cameos, I think we'll get one or two in trailers and people will think, oh, that's awesome. They're in this movie. Not realizing that that's just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. I think there's going to be a lot of people, but... We'll talk about that in the predictions. Josh, you saw the Multiverse of Madness trailer, I'm assuming first during Spider-Man, and then it released online a few days later. What did you think of the trailer? So, first of all, I actually really, really liked it that they used, like, a movie. They're like, because they already know that everybody stays for the end. I was like, what a way to keep the, make sure that people who care about the product see the trailer first than to put that at the end of the movie. Like that to me that was so smart and cool. Um I like it. It was a cool trailer. Uh it's I think it's one of the first Marvel movies when I finished the trailer I was like, you know what? I think I'm only gonna have to, I have to see this on IMAX first time. Because God like you said, it feels like it has the potential to be the most grand, which is a huge scale. Um I agree with your mutant theory. I think there's the potential for there to be multiple Wandas is high. I might even go as far to say as the Wanda that we see at the end of WandaVision is not our Wanda. Um, Ooh, that's a good theory. Because how can she hear kids that that don't exist? I just anyway, anyway, anyway. That could uh, also just be bad writing. Yeah, well, yeah, but still. but to me, to your credit though, if I remember correctly, that end tease that like her in a cabin was shot by Sam Raimi, who is directing this. So there's probably some direct connection there. I I wouldn't be. To me, that feels like too much of a quote unquote throwaway moment for that to not have significance, especially in this film. I I, I think. I know what you. I have a feeling I know what your prediction is going to be. No, you don't. This. Uh, mm, 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 mm. I think you'll get um, some of my predictions because I've maybe. got a lot I'll, for so this movie. I'll I'll let I'll leave you. I'll let you have that. So I won't say what I also think is going to be happening. But I agree that this might have more ramifications for the Marvel f- franchise than even Endgame had. Endgame. The only ramification it's had was it gave us more stories but only centralized around that event well also i think it's been hinted in the mcu that the snap that brought everyone back 
might have been a beacon to other things that will probably get exactly. paid off later. So that's that could be a big event, which I'm going, Galactus, Galactus. Galactus. Like, I mean, it's gonna I'm, I'm going to be gonna old happen. and gray before Galactus finally shows up. If we got this long before Thanos showed up, he's going to really drag it out for so Galactus. What, in, in, in 10 years? You're going gray <laughs> before me, dude. I can't go gray if I'm bald, dude. <laughs> Hair, top of the head is not the <laughs> top of the head is not the thing that goes gray first. It's always the beard. My armpit hair? No. Uh... That's how stress <laughs> works. Josh's armpits are gray. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how anxiety works. Uh, but yeah, no, this is this will be cool. I think um, the issue that this next phase of Marvel is going to have it will test everybody's love of the franchise because this is where it's going to start to get kind of wonky and kind of uh uh <laughs> weird have you done the homework yeah and, and what we I mean think... by have you done the homework is have you seen the stuff before our stuff wink wink yes like uh, it's gonna be the biggest downfall of this of this phase and it's one of the reasons I am nervous about comic movies going forward. This is not a conversation about uh, influx. Like, oh, there's too many. And it's going to flood the market. Screw you. I've been a nerd my whole life. I deserve this. What, no, what you're referring to is making things too niche. Like, am I going to yes. lose my parents in this? Like, Correct. my mom could follow the story pretty well of No Way Home. But there's definitely some nuances to it that you're going to miss by not doing basically the homework required of the movie. And exactly. I'm saying it now in the multiverse of madness is going to have a lot of elements that you're probably going to need prerequisite knowledge for to fully appreciate why it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and that's what anytime a movie gives me homework to watch, Hey, watch these. Yeah. Josh naturally movies. hates homework. I naturally hate homework, but I don't want a movie to be like, hey, in order for this, for you to get the full emotional range of our story, you have to watch these 15 other movies. I'm like, I don't, I barely have time to watch this movie. Like, bro. <laughs> Which is estimated right now to be around three hours. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. Now, another movie that was rumored to be three hours at one point, but I highly doubt the final cut will be, is Matt Reeves' The Batman, which, spoiler alert for next week's podcast episode where Josh and I rank our top ten most anticipated movies of 2022, this is my number one. <laughs> by a lot. No way! <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, is it this or Uncharted? Come on, Nathan, be serious. You don't actually have high <laughs> hopes for Uncharted. You still are, think it's going to be great, but it's not your number one. It's going to be great because you'll like it. I just need Uncharted to be fun. That's all I need. Whereas yeah. this looks like a freaking masterpiece. Oh my god. So that for some reason, Matt Reeves is just like, you know what? I haven't shown you guys a trailer in a while. You want a trailer? Here, have this trailer of Batman and Catwoman teaming up that for most of this trailer. Like... And I'm just going... That was like a... Huh? That was the best Matt Reeves impression I've ever seen. Because <laughs> that's exactly how he talks. Is dude. it? Go go back and watch the uh, the DC fandom of how he's like. You know, I just thought that you know, I we were. I really like this story. <laughs> I really like this character. And it's like that's like Matt Reeves is like we, you know, the movie's coming out soon. But like, we, they need they deserve. 
deserve a trailer. They've been patient. Let's let's give them something to to, to, cack, to bite sink their teeth into. So yeah, they gave us a, he gave us the bat and the cat. Josh, what'd you think of this trailer? I'm dude. Like I was so happy. I think I'm, I'm part of me was really really happy to get more footage that we hadn't seen before that gives no clue at all to what the story is. And I was like, yeah. You sure I mean, about that? I mean, okay, if you... You're an old nerdy on it and, like, get... Go, Court of get, Owls. Court of I, Owls. Okay, yes. But... I'll come to that. God, I just, like... The, the amount of action in this trailer is so awesome. Dude, that closing shot looked like Dude, a freaking Arkham game. I just... I have no words. I just saw, I watched the trailer like three times in a row. I was just like, this is so good. I'm just, and it's not even the movie. I'm just excited. Ugh. You, ah. lied, you lied to me, Alfred. You've been lying my whole life. To which we're just going, so the Waynes were bad people then. We'll, we'll talk oh, about yeah. that later though. Um, I just love this trailer so much. I love the vibes Riddler's giving off of, <laughs> This really is just seven. Also, maybe it's because I overanalyze everything, but I love at the end of this trailer when he's just like, uh, what's it? What's cold and brutal but vengeful if not? What's blind? What? Yeah, what's something? What's he's, And Batman's just like, justice. What I love is if you remember the first trailer, that's not the right answer. Because that clearly is taking place at that funeral where the car crashes and the person comes out. That's the wrong answer. Because in that first trailer, we see that person blow up, which causes Batman to, like, fly back and destroy the suit that we've got here. Which, you know, hopefully might usher in the return of the blue suit with the white eyes. Return? Um, return? That hasn't been on screen ever, sir. Um, excuse me. 1966's Adam West was in um, theaters, um, sir. Actually, that counts as a theatrical um, movie. Actually. I can talk louder than you. This is a talk show where it all depends on who's talking louder. And I have final muting control over Josh, so I am always louder. You just so, yes, my, the my... return of the blue suit, I think, will be in yeah. this movie. Um, oh, crap. That's not my predictions. Um, let me make some notes real quick. Um <laughs> But I love that the trailer makes it seem like justice is the right answer. And from another trailer, we know that it's not. Um, I love the line. It's just like, you have a lot of cats. What can I say? I like strays. And I'm going, I was like, Dude, that's a good line. Because that fits Catwoman a little too well. Well, so I hit it. I That line hit me. And I was like, so does Batman. Batman likes strays too. Which... Hmm. Which, I love Which? that this trailer shows that he's working with Catwoman, because I think at the end of this, he's going to realize, okay, she's just going to keep being a criminal and doing her own thing. And maybe mm -hmm. Alfred can go, you seem to work better working with someone than by yourself. And just, just leave it there for a later day. I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but... Um, <laughs> I refuse to let that die, but I think Catwoman's a much bigger role in this than we originally thought. I thought oh, she was absolutely. just going to be a bit player. This seems to be like she's a co-star in this, like a really big part. Um, I, yeah. I, I think also like... they're hiding quite a bit because we've heard from interviews and from Matt Reeves himself that Colin Farrell's Penguin is not a big character. 
then why do we keep showing him in trailers if he's not a big character? Unless you're trying to hide somebody else, because I know you are. Where's the Court of Owls? Show me the Court of Owls. Interrogate, <laughs> like, where, where were the Court? Where's the Court where? of Owls? Where? Um, I'm getting, like, hardcore hush vibes from the dynamic of, of Batman and Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I just like it's just God. It's so good. It's so good to see Batman like doing actual martial arts. Like, oh, and I'm we just... haven't even talked about yet. How gorgeous does this movie look? Like every Dude. single shot in this trailer. I'm like, well, that's gonna be a poster of some college kid's dorm going forward. Also, like this poster here. Oh my God! Like. I love this so much. I've loved all the posters, all the promo for this. I think this movie, I'm getting old nervous of how high on a pedestal I'm putting this, of how looking forward to this movie I am. But man, the every, they have not missed a step with the marketing on this movie yet. I just continue to get more and more excited. If the movie is as good as the trailers are portraying it, Here's where I'm going to shock Josh. If the trailers are as good, if this movie is as good as the trailers and posters and marketing for this movie are making it out to be, it, to me, could potentially surpass Mask of the Phantasm as the best Batman movie of all time. Oh, dang. Oh, Oh yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So, so well, Josh doesn't me. like Mask of the Phantasm as much as I yeah, do. I was like, I was like, that's hard for me. Cause I'm like, it's the mask of the phantasm. It's fine. Uh, but I, but like, I know what that movie means for you. So like, that is a big, big claim. It's a big ask. It is. But we're on the right I, track so far. Do you, I, I, I like this thing where movie, <laughs> where movies are hiding the back two thirds of their film. I what a novel concept. As I watched a Liam Neeson trailer today that gave away the entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, mm. it's, yeah. I'm just. This might be my most anticipated movie this this. Excuse me, this year. Now, let's talk about the other bat that's ruffling a lot of feathers lately, um, oh. especially with some recent developments that we may or may not go into fully. Um, but we've known that the Batgirl movie is coming. I believe it's still coming out in 2022. It's not like the Blue Beetle movie, which, quick aside for that, Blue Beetle is no longer Woo! coming to HBO Max or this year. <sighs> it's now, unfortunately, coming out next year to theaters, baby! Oh, also, so quick happy. side tangent, Josh, before we hopped on to record this, uh, Sholo Maraduena, who plays uh, Jaime Reyes in the movie and plays uh, Miguel and Cobra Kai, talked about that he has done costume fittings for Blue Beetle already. <gasps> And you want to know something, Josh? It's a practical suit. Yes! Ugh, I can flip the table right now! It's a good thing Josh is sitting down. Um, I'm so... Dude, I just... Uh, I'm... Mm, I'm so excited for Blue, 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 for Blue Beetle. Anyway. Now that he's tongue-tied, let's get back to yeah. the thing that's much more complicated, which is <laughs> the Batgirl, which is still coming out this year on HBO Max. And lately, running into a bit of controversy. Uh, so, we know Ben Affleck is not coming back to the Batman after the Flash movie. He has said that he is done from, with IP movies. So, the DCEU needs the Batman. Well, they're bringing back Michael Keaton. Which is a weird choice. They said that they, we already know he's coming back for the Flash. But apparently, Michael Keaton 
will be the Batman in the Batgirl movie with J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, with Brendan Fraser as Firefly. This complicates things quite a bit. Um, also, I think this is the only place to really talk about this because I don't want to make it its own separate news topic because I don't fully believe these sources like at all. But the Michael Keaton replacing back uh, Ben Affleck already caused a bit of a stir. And then maybe two or three days ago, even more stuff was stirred up with some rumors revolving The Flash. Now, spoiler alert for The Flash, if this is true, I doubt this just because I, I think it's too stupid to believe, but supposedly The Flash will retcon away everything from the Snyderverse. It will make Keaton the Batman of the DCEU with him handing off the reins to the Batman mantle to Batgirl and Supergirl will be the new Superman of the DCEU going forward. So this Batgirl movie supposedly will be the origin of our new Batman going forward. I don't believe these Flash rumors. I don't trust the sources that they're coming from. There's a lot of stuff that kind of is conflicting information within these rumors. Um, but those rumors aside, this news was not received well because I think people were under the impression since J.K. Simmons is coming back that Ben Affleck would be coming back. And I can understand that position, but Ben Affleck made it clear that he's not coming back. That being said... I don't particularly want Michael Keaton in this, not because I don't think he's a great Batman, but because it comp overly complicates things when it doesn't need to be. This should have just been another multiverse movie in the DCEU. Matt Reeves is Batman. The reason why people are looking forward to that is it has no continuity. It's its own pocket universe. Do the exact same thing with this. People are like, well, you got J.K. Simmons. He's a variant. We'll just say he's a variant. Make this its own separate thing. Make it its own Batman or just don't have a Batman. Batgirl, I think, is a strong enough element character that you don't need Batman necessarily. Having Michael Keaton in this makes it a little more complicated here. Yeah. Now, we've asked for many a years to have a Batman Beyond movie. I'm worried that a Batman Beyond story will be grafted onto a Batgirl movie. And that already is rubbing Josh the wrong way, as it rubbed me the wrong way. But, Josh, Michael Keaton... In the Batgirl. Okay, so here's the thing. To be clear here, I don't hate Michael Keaton returning as Batman. I don't hate Michael Me Keaton. neither. I think for The Flash, it's a great idea. I don't even hate it with him being Batman in the Batgirl universe. I, first of all, I'm going to talk about that rumor that you just said about this is the origin story for this Batgirl becoming Batman. Um, if that was the case, why is it on HBO Max? That's exactly it, my thinking. Like, if, if it's that big of a deal, why is it that they don't trust it in a theatrical release? That's, that just seems like an awfully big story thing to do behind such a large paywall. I just... There's, there's a lot of things about this rumor that came out a few days ago that has the internet abuzz that I... At least for me personally, it doesn't fully check out to the point that I believe it. And also, again... I don't trust the source that it's coming from, so, but Warner Bros. has done weird stuff before, but we'll talk about The Flash. I have quite a few predictions for The Flash as well. Where are your expectations for the Batgirl as a movie? We haven't talked about it in a few weeks. I, I was kind of hoping for something fun 
and 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 adventurous and something not something lighthearted for for all you know intensive purposes because batgirl as a character has to start in that place in order for oracle to be so uh, emotionally compromising because you can't get to that place of trauma unless you've been in the complete opposite direction. I don't know. I just, I was kind of hoping that this would be lighthearted and fun. And I just, in a lot of ways, like with no way home, I don't want, I want this movie to have as much of a chance as possible, but if they're going to have, if they're going to have this cloud over it with, well, wait, why is Michael Keaton's Batman in this? And alongside J.K.H. Simmons, Gordon, which doesn't make sense. I just, I'm worried that we've got two comic book companies trying to do multiverse stories at the same time. And it just, it's going to become obvious which one does it better. It's going to be very clear, very fast. Something that I didn't even think about when these rumors came out, um, because we've known the Flash has had a lot of production issues of people dropping out left and right, directors, writers, from my understanding, from the, even the earliest incarnations of the Flash movie, it was always meant to be a Flashpoint story. So yeah. I don't think it's new that it's going to be undoing some stuff. That's no, the point of Flashpoint. No. I do find it interesting. I forget where I saw this, so I can't take credit for it. But some people were pointing out, uh, is this a last-ditch effort from Warner Brothers slash AT&T to kind of reset things before discovery takes over because let's not forget that merger is supposed to go through this year in which case discovery has joint custody which maybe it's just me but i trust discovery a whole lot more with the property than one rose and people like well how do you know discovery hasn't really done anything like this discovery from everything we've heard from creators uh, on the platform who've worked with the Discovery Channel and everything else, they're very much hands-off creator-driven with Discovery, yeah. which makes me very excited going forward for the company. I don't fully put stock into it, but I do think it's an interesting concept of maybe we want to get the Flash done to give the new owners of these property kind of a clean slate, in which case, have Flash go back, not just wipe the Snyderverse, but wipe everything and say it all counts as all canon not pick and choose the pieces that we like and what we don't like yeah you can still pick and choose but don't just pick and choose individual moments you don't like you can pick and choose the elements that you'd like to keep going forward but don't just like as much as i don't like the snyder stuff you can't just pick and choose specific moments which is what one of the rumors is specific moments from past dc movies will be retconned going yeah so you're making the flash movie just to fix plot holes in previous movies like that that sounds dumb so i am curious if there's any validity to where it just want to get this flash movie done so that way when discovery or whatever wants to do with it they have a clean slate to work from then make it a clean slate just like dark apocalypse war is a fantastic animated movie one of the best anime movies they've ever done that wiped the slate clean at the end of that movie. Then guess what the very next movie was? Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Great animated movie, but that was a completely different art style, very different mm-hmm. tone, which could be a sequel to Just Like Dark Apocalypse War, but more than likely it's not, and it's a completely rebooted, fresh universe. 
do that. Like, I think Warner Brothers is too invested in this to admit, okay, we done goofed. Like, we can't do a full yeah. reboot. That's what Flashpoint's for. Do a soft reboot. But it's even on a soft reboot, it seems like it's more vindictive of trying to erase the Snyder stuff than doing an actual proper soft reboot. Yeah, and, and that's like, even as someone who's not that big a fan of the Snyderverse, <sighs> multiverse theory is one of those things that, like, you either go all in or you don't do it yeah Either you, you go can't... full pledge you can't half it it's not you it will not work if you have it as much as i don't like a lot of what snyder did you can't just pick and choose specific things to change because then it just gets messy and unorganized very very quickly yeah it just doesn't make sense as a story arc you can't i don't know I don't know, and it makes me worry for for Batgirl because this is a movie that needs to be on its own. It needs to be for the character itself. Needs to have a self-contained adventure. Just I don't know. Don't want it to become something bigger than it needs to be. As always, this month, this year, this episode's podcast is sponsored by T Public, where you can get not one, not three. But five different t-shirt designs now up on Tee Public. Yes, we have five different designs if you want. Shirts, hoodies, mugs, cups, um, notepads, whatever you want. Uncharted Media merch related. We got you covered. Except not, you know, we got you covered. That's somebody else that's trash. But we got you covered merch-wise. So go check us out at Tee Public or check the link in the description for all your Uncharted Media merch needs. Now, it's predicting time, the best time of the year, where Josh and I celebrate if we get, like, three things right. That's how <laughs> this goes. Uh, so what we've got is we've got the box office stuff. We're going to talk about the biggest, what we think will be the biggest hits, the biggest misses, uh, and then we'll have some sleeper hits, movies that we think will sneak up on people and be surprise hits. And then we'll kind of go with the movies that are coming out this year. We'll go with predictions for those movies. And then we'll also close out with things that we think will be announced this year. So like announcements, castings, movie, just general movie news that we think won't pertain to movies that come out in 2022, but will b2022 movie news nonetheless so let's start with box office josh you want to start with hits misses or sleepers um let's hit with with uh misses uh and i know this is right around the corner and i know it's already got a lot stacked up against it but i think scream's gonna flop incredibly hard i want you to be wrong but i'm not strong enough my convictions to argue at all right now especially right now I mean, I just the, there's the lack the lack of marketing, the the lack of buzz. I mean, I, I mentioned this to somebody and they forgot that, that movie was coming out. Like, oh I, yeah, I was like, I am mm-hmm. seeing the marketing, but that's because I am constantly in a horror bubble. If I asked my parents if they knew a screen movie was coming, I don't think they would know. Like, mm-hmm. I think you're right in that regard. Of people in the horror community, absolutely know a new scream is coming. But the general movie population that you probably want, I don't think does. Yeah, it just it and with the way that I feel bad that like COVID could be the reason one of the reasons it flops. But so could marketing. Day, I 
don't think COVID will be the reason. I think people will just not go see it. Which, unfortunately, is nothing new for Scream because mm-hmm. let's all remember Scream 4 also flopped, which sucks because yeah. Scream 4 is actually my second favorite besides the original. I like Scream 4 quite a bit. It has one of my favorite characters besides Sidney Prescott with, um, oh, what's her face? Is, um, oh, what's her face? Uh, with the girl from Heroes, cheerleader, uh, oh, until yeah. Dawn Girl. Uh, Kirby, I think her name was Kirby in um, Scream 4. I really liked her. And technically, according to Wes Craven, she's still alive. Um, <laughs> I have three on my flops list. Uh, one of them, I guarantee you, is not on Josh's list because I think he forgot that this movie is coming out this year. Probably. As all of you should. Puss in Boots 2. Good God, I, do we not bro, need this. Oh, yeah. I, I, saw the tr- I saw that on the list of movies that was coming out this year. I was like, that's a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. That does not need to be a thing. It should not be a thing. The first one, I don't care what y'all say, the first Puss in Boots is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters. My family, normally there's at least one of us that likes a movie when we come out. All of us just sat in a theater and looked at each other like the penguins at the, in Madagascar. Well, this sucks. Like, we didn't say anything. <laughs> like, did any of us like that? There's one good joke about catnip, and that's about it. Um, also have just because of who's attached to it and the unfortunate circumstances that befall this movie Death on the Nile oh it's gonna be terrible starring Gal Gadot but she's not the problem with this movie one Army Hammer oh no I do not envy you Disney for trying to figure out what to do with this movie this is supposedly coming out next month and Disney, I'm sure, is going to try and release this movie as quietly as humanly possible. Because you've got... It's going to be bad, dude. You, first of all, I hated Murder on the Orient Express, first of all. Second of all, the whole Army Hammer situation. Anything with Army Hammer is a PR nightmare. As soon as anybody has to do press for this movie, poor Gal Gadot is going to be asked about this. What was it like working with a sexual cannibal? And she'll be like... Yeah, can we... Next question. Like, it, the PR is going to be terrible for Army Hammer. And I know she hasn't done too bad of things, but uh, Letitia Wright, Shuri in Black Panther, has also gotten herself into a bit of controversy, whether you agree with her stances or not on specific issues. No matter where you stand on it, she's become a polarizing figure. When it comes to that subject matter... No matter what side you're on, it's polarizing for better or for worse, unfortunately. So there's already a lot of controversy in Death in the Nile. The trailers, I don't think, look good. Unfortunately, there's a lot of controversy around this movie. I just don't see it doing very well at all. Yeah. I don't need it. It's not a thing that needs to happen. I got one more. How many more flops you got, Josh? Uh, That was the only one I thought mentioning. I'll say I save this one for last. (laughs) I just don't like Scream. (laughs) I save this one for last because I could see this being either a flop or sleeper hits. It all kind of depends on the quality of the movie and how much it connects to the larger Spider Verse. Morbius, Morbius, I think could either be a flop, hard, or sleeper hit. It all really depends. I'm not strong enough on my convictions either way. I really do think this could be fall flat on its face, at least with a Venom standalone movie. 
Venom is a recognizable brand name. Not like a Superman or a Spider-Man where people recognize the name, but even casual comic book fans know Venom. I'm a diehard Spider-Man fan, and I, I know Morbius. I've read quite a few Morbius stories. But I'm going to see a comic book movie regardless. I'm not the person that they're trying to reach. I don't think the general population cares enough about Morbius. Also, coming off the back of what is often regarded as one of the worst comic book castings of all time with Jared Leto as Joker, I think that's going to further hurt this movie. I think Jared Leto is going to be much better as Morbius than Joker, but I think that's still going to end up being a factor for this movie. That being said, we downplayed the success of Venom, and that made over $800 million, that first Venom movie. So we've been proven wrong to doubt Sony in the past, and you never know. So that'll transition me perfectly to my sleeper hits. Um, I'll just get it out of the way now. Y'all sleeping on the Uncharted movie. It's going to make money. <laughs> it won't be the highest grossing movie of the year, but I feel pretty confident saying it'll end up somewhere in between the $300 and $400 million range. Now, the one that I actually think will be the sleeper horror hit of the year, The Black Phone. Directed oh, by uh, yeah, the guy yeah, that did yeah. the first Doctor Strange and uh, Sinister. I'm blanking on his name. Scott Derrickson. That first trailer for the Black Phone looked so good, so creepy. And early buzz for it is outstanding. Like, people are blown away by it. And I think it could be a really fun new horror IP that, if it really takes off, could be a surprise hit. Horror has a track record of having a low budget and being halfway decent make a lot of money um josh what do you got for sleeper hits this year that people might be um, not expecting i'm gonna say this because if i'm right then it just i'm the coolest looking person on the planet but if i'm wrong i'm i'm just hopeful um fantastic beasts three i don't know if it has the potential to be a sleeper hit but how great would it be if it ended up being a fantastic movie? Like, how? Come on. That would... Uh, yeah, you're still going to have a whole bunch of people that aren't going to see it. I mean, I agree. I agree. But, you know... I'm one of them. Hit, I'm not seeing it. Hit. Dude, I probably... Uh, I want... I, mm, mm, you still haven't uh, even seen the second one. I know. You can't alone. say you're excited to see the third one when you haven't I, seen the train wreck that is the second one. That's not true, though, because the, I... The this for some reason the trailer for this one I was like that looks like a movie I'd see that looks like a lot of fun as opposed to whatever the first one looked like um I don't know how to say this I I I don't think anybody has any expectations for Lightyear I am very 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 hopeful. Never sleep like, on Pixar. Yeah, it's Pixar. It's Buzz Lightyear. Maybe they haven't no. put... I won't say never sleep on Pixar because, unfortunately, probably due to Disney's release schedule, the last couple of Pixar movies have not done financially well. I didn't think Encanto did particularly well, and Luca was we straight can... to streaming. I think Disney is not in yeah. healthy of relationship with Pixar right now, but I think it'll be I great. If, it is, I... if it's theatrical, I think you're right. And it will do well if it's theatrical. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, who knows? Maybe there's a reason they haven't put the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command on on, uh, the, on Disney Plus. Maybe they've got a better version lined up. 
There is no better version. <laughs> I don't know, man. Have you watched Booster it? is gold. Uh, uh, I saw what you did there. I know. And I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot of like absolute smackers coming up this year. So who knows? Yeah. So that'll lead us to the biggest box office hits of the year. I got four. Three of them are superhero movies. Yeah. Because of course they are. Right now, in this virus-infested world that we live in, the only box office proven success right now is superhero movies. Unless you're Black Widow, in which case you apparently lose a lot of money to pirating, which I think is really funny. Um, I think the superhero movies that will be the top ones will be The Batman, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and Aquaman the Lost City or the Lost Kingdom because mm -hmm. the first Aquaman made a billion dollars and now I know there's going to be some people that claim that claim to be boycotting the movie because of Amber Heard let's see if you put your money where your, where your mouth is I would like to say that I'd be one of those that's strong enough in my convictions but I don't think I would be and I'll still end up seeing Aquaman my non-comic book movie Jurassic World Dominion because, really? Because never sleep on dinosaurs. As much <laughs> as I hate to fall in kingdom. I'm not saying this movie will be good. I'm saying it's going to make a lot of money. Because mm. you show that first trailer and you show all the dinosaurs with our cast. And then you close it out with life always finds a way. Fade to live, come back from black. And it's the original cast with uh, Dr. Grant and Ellie Sattler and everyone else. Which we know they're going to be back. Everyone will line up to see this movie to see the original cast come back because Jurassic Park always has this fervent fan base. And I like the first Jurassic World, and we're getting that director back because, you know, he didn't stick around for Rise of Skywalker or Duel of the Fates, as he was going to call it, which, you know, probably would have been a better movie. I His Duel of the Fates sounded interesting, to say the least. Uh, never sleep on dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are a pretty safe bet with movies, even if I didn't like the last one. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Batman makes a whole lot of money. I personally have uh, Wakanda Forever being the highest grossing Marvel film of the year. See, I have reservations about that one. I think it'll be good, but I'm wondering how much the passing of Chadwick Boseman will affect the movie. If there might be people out That's there going, Black Panther, my Black Panther died. I, I don't really know if I care about what's going to happen now that he's not there. Because for so many people, that, that was the character and he represented a lot for a lot of people i i'm excited for it but i think that passing might it makes it a mixed bag i can see your case of it doing super super well but also on the flip side i could see it not doing as well it, yeah. it is it'll be something interesting to watch yeah i think that's the thing it's either gonna do really really well or it's gonna do okay Box yeah, it's not gonna box. do like ant-man no. i won't say ant-man bad but ant-man numbers like yeah I I think my <laughs> and I think you, you'll you'll laugh at me for this, but swinging for fences here. I think Sonic Two will be one of the top five grossing movies of the of the year. Really? Yes. You absolutely. do realize the first one made like three hundred million dollars. I oh I, I understand. And I most of that was like given to them by Olive Garden. I hear you. I know what you're saying. But, so Chili's is going to pay them $500 million? No, Applebee's. That's why. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole joke I can do there. Uh, but 
No, I, I feel the I'm speed in this Applebee's because the first one actually turned out to pre be pretty okay. It was yeah. pretty good. Um, and then the amount of excitement that I personally felt when I saw both Tails and then Knuckles, I was like, you know what? He knows the way. They he knows the way. Uh, they need to make that joke. They do. They, they, I'm they sure do. they will, especially with Idris Elba, who's like from like. I don't think he's from you. I think he's from Uganda, actually. I'm oh not, my I, gosh! They, if we have a scene where he they're in the car with James Marsden, <laughs> and he pulls up the GPS, do you know the way? Hold on, I gotta Idris Elba. But like, I don't think it's that far off to say that um really you sure about that do we want to bring up the past here as no folks if you don't remember if you don't remember josh at one point said that in 2019 the highest grossing movie of the year would be detective pikachu okay but like you know what i don't mean this (laughs) detective pikachu say what you want about the quality movie it was a long way off from being the highest in a year the avengers endgame came out you said detective pikachu would outgross it so anyway um, and on the flip side in a year that avengers endgame came out i said mulan would beat it (laughs) to make josh feel less stupid (laughs) see no one bats a thousand here no i agree but like i i'm i'm saying top five so there's at least Four movies that can do better that that will do better than it. Um, I don't think any of them will be Avatar two. Woohoo! I'm with you there. What if you had to? What's your number one highest grossing movie of the year? Um, I want to say Batman. I want to say Batman, but I think it's gonna be something Marvel. I almost want to say it has to be. Something Marvel this year. I, um, I agree. Mine is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Here's why I only, didn't go with Batman. It is the first of a new series. It's the first of a new series, so you got to reintroduce people. Some people aren't on board yet with Robert Pattinson. It's a dark-looking movie, and I think that might alienate some audiences. Heather yeah. is excited for the movie, but she's like, I, I kind of want to know if, what you think of it first before I see it, because it, it does look very gritty yeah. and different for a batman movie uh where dr strange he's become a more and more integral part of marvel we're coming off of endgame also we're coming off of no way home which made a lot of money exploring the multiverse if the marketing relies on that multiverse and people's nostalgia oh yeah especially yeah. if there's certain people that we'll talk about here that I, I, i'm going with dr dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh, I can see that. Also depends on the China market, which it's scary to me that Spider-Man has made as much money as it has while not opening in China yet. Like, Dang. Jesus. I did, I don't know, man. I think... Morbius. Well, I, the only reason I, I don't want to say uh, that it's going to be St- Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is because of how complicated a film it has a, it, it has the potential to be mm. and that just that idea could be really turn, turn turning off like turn a lot of audiences off who knows uh i still I wouldn't be surprised if the highest grossing is a marvel film i i don't think that's very hard to assume um but yeah 
like Thor Love and Thunder or something? I I think there's potential that we're sleeping on Love and Thunder. Me too, because I, I only I have one prediction for that. I feel like we, we're hearing a lot of rumors about like Doctor Strange. Maybe that's because it's the next one up. We have not heard anything about Love and Thunder. That's like done filming. I think they've done a much better job of keeping that quiet. Other than Christian Bale being Gore the God Butcher, we're kind of kept in the dark on that. And I, I think we are sipping on it. Eh. Um, so how do we want to go about this? I've got Marvel movies, DC movies, horror section, and an other section. Do we want to go with that or do we want to just kind of you, go by the, movies? Uh, to do your thing, I will follow suit, my friend. Uh, we'll do that. We'll start with Marvel stuff then, kind of piggybacking off of the Doctor Strange stuff. So I went in theatrical release order, which this is still the same order, even after the Morbius delays. So starting us off with Morbius, because I'm doing anything Marvel related, even if it's not MCU. Morbius. Andrew Garfield will be the Spider-Man of the Venomverse and will cameo at the end. I feel even more confident about this after the Morbius delays. Like, there were there's smoke, there's fire, I think, on this one. I don't think... I feel pretty confident saying he was not always the plan. But I think he's the plan now. Yes. Um... I don't think Sony I, really wants a lot more Toby. Like, he'll show up in other stuff. There's rumors of him showing up in other projects. But Andrew has always been more vocal about wanting to come back. And I think this would be the perfect use for him of being the connective tissue between all these brands. Yeah, I <laughs> I have that exact thing. I think it, it'll reveal it. It's a it's layup. A, my, it's, a, it's almost a layup. Which means... <sighs> I am going to make a crazy prediction. Yay! Tom Hardy's Wolverine? I don't think that you saying that Amazing Spider-Man 3 will not be a thing is true. I think we will not only will we get we'll get the little cameos here and there. I firmly believe and I if you know year could be over and maybe it'll just be in pre-production. That's all they care about. I don't give it. I whatever. I believe by the end of the year, we will get an announcement that not only is Andrew Garfield the Spider-Man of the Venomverse, the next movie after Morbius will be Amazing Spider-Man 3 against Venom. Craven is still going into production. Craven will go into production before Amazing Spider-Man 3. Well... Also, you know what I mean. You know I don't I mean. think Amazing Spider-Man Three is happening because the people over at Sony have said adamantly that the only Spider-Man we care about for solo movies right now is Tom. And I'm going, yeah, I, I kind of believe that. Like Amy Pascal's been, Amy Pascal is worse about spoilers than Tom Holland, and even she's just been like, no, we want to make as many Spider-Man movies with Tom as possible. Like Sony was the one that kicked out Andrew Garfield to begin with. Now the fun I, one. I don't. I don't care. I, I want it. This is not I so much a Josh it. actually thinking this will happen. This is Josh's <laughs> wishes and desires more than anything. <laughs> I think a I think an Emma Stone Gwen Stacy movie is more likely than Amazing Spider-Man three. Could you imagine if the multiverse affected Andrew Garfield's universe more just as much as it affected Tom's? And so when Oof. he comes back, uh, there's a Gwen, a Spider Gwen roaming around New York too. <gasps> or it's a Spider Gwen that 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 Venom finds, and it's not Andrew Garfield. Oh, okay. Anyway, um. Because okay, so the, I think the big event that that it, that will be shown at some point is that 
and I hadn't considered this before until until No Way Home, that Venom it all happens in San Francisco. On the other side Morbius of the, references it. Yeah. So it all happens on the other side of the country from New York. So there's reasonable plausibility that neither would ever know about each other, especially from the neighborhood Spider-Man. Wouldn't care about stuff that's happening on the other side of the country. Like, oh, I just, there's so much potential there. And I think, again, I understand, but I'm biased. I just, I think it's a better chance now more than Oh, I absolutely think it's a better chance but I don't think an Amazing Spider-Man 3 will happen. But more Andrew Garfield? Yes. Now, here's the one that's going to be interesting. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, there we go. That comes out May 6th. Cameos galore! You get to be in this movie. You get to be in this movie. You get to be in this movie. I think we're going to get a whole bunch of Fox characters. But a little bit more than that, I think. I think we're going to get certain X-Men, including Professor X. Because if you've got a rogue Wanda on the loose, you're going to need a real powerful mutant to control her. I wouldn't be surprised if Professor X, for sheer marketing purposes, if they showed this in a trailer, can you imagine if Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, final trailer shows up, shows the name of the movie, Fates to Black, comes up, just a hand, claws pop out. I'm not saying Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is going to be in Doctor Strange, but I'm saying Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in the Wolverine suit. Yes, I'm accusing... Uh, Which one? Hold on, hold on. Which one? What do you mean, which one? Which suit? Are you doing blue and yellow? Are we doing brown and and black? Uh, I'll say the brown. The brown and the yellow. The brown and the yellow. But Hugh Jackman's Wolverine will be returning. But he's not the only one. I'm also saying the OG Fantastic Four with Yoan Gruffard, Chris Evans, Human Torch, I think. Chris I th- Evans, Human Torch would be perfect. Oh, my God. I think the original Fantastic Four. I think Deadpool because Deadpool yeah. would make a lot of sense after especially have Deadpool 2. And here's the one I'm going to shock Josh with. If we're messing with dark magic, we're going to need a demon. We're going to need a ghost rider. I'm so, yeah, I'm down. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm down. Absolutely. I, I don't, I'm, my brain was like, but Etrick is DC. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I have some strong Could you imagine DC they start doing later. DC crossovers using the multiverse? Like, oh my gosh. I will say, though. Insane. In our lifetime, I think we'll see a DC Marvel crossover movie. I really do. Uh, but no, I think Ghost Rider shows up in this. The Nicolas Cage version. I don't think Cage himself will be in it. I think he'll be in demon form the whole time. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ghost Rider shows up in this. So yeah, I think we're getting a whole bunch of cameos. Classic Fox characters like X-Men. I think it, if we're getting Professor X, it'll be James McAvoy and not Patrick Stewart. But, oh, my God, can you imagine how much people freak out if it's Patrick Stewart? Fantastic Four, Deadpool, and Ghost Rider. You got my brain moving now, right? That's always dangerous. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I actually really like the idea of of the Scarlet Witch, our our Wanda, taking place of Jean Jean Grey. 
<clears throat> and she's training alongside Professor X. Like, that would be... I like that idea a lot more. And maybe it's because I don't like the Fox version of Jean Grey. But, like, just that idea of... Like, her... She is magical, but, like, she's also kind of tel- telepathic in a lot of ways. So, it would work. I don't know. I just like the idea of our, the, our Wanda being taking the place of of Jean Grey, which makes sense because our Wanda does have a tendency to be more good than bad. So. so also, I said earlier, I think a multiverse Wanda is actually the mm-hmm. villain, not yeah, Strange Supreme. But here's my biggest one that I saved for last in regards to Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Wanda has a very iconic line in the comics. No more mutants i think this movie's going to do the inverse let there be power and that's how we're going to bring in mutants i think she can either bring them in from the multiverse all to one location so our universe has every mutant now or i don't know how she could do it but nature will select people to have a mutant gene in them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I think Wanda somehow will be the catalyst to bring in mutants into the MCU. I think they're going to play yeah. I think they're expect people are expecting that no more mutants moment because that's her power level. I think it'd be interesting if we inverse it and make it that she's the catalyst for the creation of all mutants going forward and that's how yeah. we get mutants in the MCU. People talked about how No Way Home was how we introduced Toby and Andrew into the MCU. I think in the Multiverse of Madness is how we introduce the Fox characters into the MCU and the Marvel history books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think... Yeah, I agree with all of that. There's just so much possibility in that movie. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if characters show up played by other people. So that haven't played them before or that we fan casted. Uh, it'd be interesting if Fantastic Four shows up, but it's like a fan casted. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Oh God, no, 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 no. You put that thing back where it came from or so help me. So help me. Um, <laughs> hey, he was the only good thing about that movie. He, well, Miles Teller wasn't bad either. I, I don't know. There's a lot he of things. He did not about that try. Movie. He did not care in that movie. But then again, when you get in a fist fighting with your director, it's hard to care. Yeah. I, but with that being said, I think we'll get a full. I, I see no reason. This is much less a prediction, I guess. I see no reason that this wouldn't happen, but I think we'll get a full casting of the Fantastic Four by the end of the year. Yeah, same. Without I have that for my general predictions, but yeah. I, I, have, I think I have... even. Even into, I think I would go as far to say as a cameo in in, in, in what something. Mm, hmm. I'm not sure. I have them cameoing, but not until 2023. If that's fair. But yeah, I have that. Well, we can talk about that later. So next in the release schedule, according to online, is Thor: Love and Thunder. I really don't have a lot of predictions for this, just because we don't really know a whole lot about this movie, except for one. And it hurts my soul to write this. But I'm predicting Korg will die. Because mm. if we're going to have a character named Gore the God Butcher, he needs to be killing some people to establish, yeah, I'm a threat that you should be afraid of. Now, Hela 
killed a lot of Asgard and Ragnarok. So there's not going to be a lot of gods left for Gore to kill. So if we kill a fan favorite character for a person that's kind of busy doing everything else in the world of Hollywood right now with Taika Waititi, kind of frees him up to do other stuff. Korg, Meek, I think are, could all be fair game. I don't think Thor himself will die. I think he's too big of a character going forward. And I don't think Natalie Portman's Jane Foster is going to completely replace Thor either. I just, I don't think they're ready to make that leap yet. Chris Hemsworth, I think after Ragnarok, definitely got a second win to be in more things. Um, I, I'll come up with another prediction. Valkyrie will find a girlfriend. I think, Aww. I think that's, that's been hinted at by Kevin Feige. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where the, the love and love and thunder come in or might have something to do with Jane Foster. We'll find out. I got one. What if one of the gods that he kills is Beta Ray Bill? We would have to meet him first. Yeah, I know. Meet him, fall in love with him, and then get they kill him. By the end See, of the we can't. We I can't do not meet, care for him. We can't meet and kill someone in the same movie in order to have emotional impact. I don't think that'll really work. They did it with uh, Quicksilver. I don't see why it's any different here. I didn't care that Quicksilver died. <laughs> I was I fine with it. Need, I don't need to care about Beta Ray Bill. Maybe you he don't. I don't care as much about Beta Ray Bill. But people have been clamoring for that character for a while. So I don't think they'll kill him off. Next up. Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. I think the Part Ooh. 1 is very interesting for this title. I had a lot of fun with this one. I think Tom Holland and the other Spider-Man will cameo as voice characters in this. Tom Holland almost did a cameo in the first Into the Spider-Verse. So I would not be surprised. Now that the first one is a proven success and they've toyed with multiverse, I wouldn't be surprised if we get Tom Holland and the other Spider-Men to cameo in this movie. However, the cameo that I feel actually really confident in is not Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. I think the 90s animated series Spider-Man will show up and he'll get into that 90s cartoon for a little bit because that's one of the most popular forms of Spider-Man before the Tobey Maguire one. Now, my biggest prediction with Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, besides it being a cliffhanger, hence it being a Part 1, I think the movie will end with Miles entering the real world, not an animated world. And... Across the Spider-Verse Part 2 will be a live-action movie. Hmm. That could be really cool. I don't know how you'd pull that off, but that would be... God, that would be so artistically complex. That would be really interesting. Uh, and it's I not definitely... unheard of for Into the Spider-Verse to do weird artistic choices. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think that Spider-Man 2000-whatever is uh, the villain even though there is that oh, 2099 heck no heck no no there's no way miguel is too cool to to, to go that route sexy oscar um, isaac oof, dang. um i don't know who the villain would be this right this, this time around though it's got to be somebody bigger than kingpin uh um, please just don't make it uh is that mordrin who whoever the bad guy is the bad like person that eats spider people in the spider-verse comic don't don't make it him uh, that's yeah. such a bad uh, story plot. What would be really, so really, really interesting, and I don't know how this. Adam would, Webb. Uh, well, Cosmic Spider Spider Man or whatever, mm. the, like the God one, that's like got the suit with space in it. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. You'd have to make him a villain somehow, though. I don't know how that would work. I'm going Madam Web is somehow connected into this movie. No, sure. Why not? Do you have any across the Spider-Verse guesses? Not not really. I think it's too early. That first trailer didn't really give me enough to really mm-hmm. get the juices flowing. I really like that idea, though, of them part two being uh, a live action. It'd be even more interesting if it's a live action and in the MCU. That's kind of what I'm hinting to. Of yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a backdoor. Now... The last MCU movie, I don't think I have any MCU TV show stuff. Uh, the last movie that's coming out this year is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very tricky delicate. movie to go about. Um, yeah. I think Shuri will take up the Black Panther mantle for now. I don't think she'll permanently have it. I wouldn't be surprised if she has it for a little bit and maybe it goes to M'Baku. Or if they make M'Baku Black Panther going forward, because he showed in the first Black Panther, M'Baku could be a very good ruler. If Marvel starts to get cold feet on Shuri, they can very easily give it to um, M'Baku. I also think that the villain will be Namor, the Submariner. Okay. I think Atlantis wants to take over. Maybe that hint in Endgame of... There's an earthquake under the whatever ocean. It's like, what do we do about it? It's under the ocean. We do nothing. Maybe Namor wants to start a war. Because for a while there, there was rumors that it was going to be called Black Panther, the two kingdoms or something like that. Of like two warring kingdoms. I would love to see the aesthetics of Wakanda versus the aesthetics of an MCU Atlantis. And you know there's going to be the comparisons of, well, what? Well, isn't Namor just Aquaman light? To which I'm going, he, he kind of is, but... They're, they're clearly different. Uh, I think Namor will be the main villain for Black Panther, Wakanda forever. But this is the one that I don't have anything confident about just because it's... I'm sure this movie has been an evolution over yeah. time of kind of figuring out what the most appropriate way to go about things is. I, the, the trickiest part I think, is going to be how to, how to write off uh chadwick boseman's black panther because uh, they have no, no way to film i mm, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be very very interesting i also have shuri being the black panther um i have it being i have it phrased in she will be the next black panther mean not meaning she's the permanent i i don't know if i'm okay with her and I don't know if I can see them doing her full on all the time. I wouldn't mind if they go, you know what? There's no reason for one person to take this legacy. One person could be king, but there could be more than one Black Panther. And having multiple people be Black Panther. Maybe maybe no more than like two or three at a time, but it would be it'd be really, really cool to be for them to be able to pass that mantle on. Um, I since you have Namor that's totally cool. Uh, I kind of want this since the first movie was kind of like a worldwide scale. I'm okay with doing something a little bit smaller scale. We dealt with uh, the guy, what is his name? Claw or whatever. Oh yeah, Claw. But it would be interesting if a hunter was causing the um, the Wakandans a lot of trouble. I would be very interested, and this is less likely because of Sony's movie. Yeah, contracts. Yeah, with the contracts and stuff. Different but it studio. Would be, it'd be very interesting to see uh, Shuri's first real fight as a Panther. 
against Craven. Uh, just that power dynamic, dynamic, I think, is very interesting. Um, it's not about war. It's not big. It's very personal and in your face. Uh, yeah, like maybe Craven was. Oh, dude, no, I can't think about this. I just had a, like a, a huge. Craven's like, I didn't come for you. The panther I wanted to, to hunt was your brother. Like, you're not good enough. Like, oh, oh, I can't. Mm, okay, anyway. I'll take the uh, little cub instead. Yeah, like, oh, God, that would be tough. That'd be tough to deal with. Now, move across the pond from Marvel to DC. A lot of DC stuff this year. So there's four movies, The Batman, Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman, and I also have a Peacemaker prediction because Peacemaker is right around the corner, hence why I wanted to get this episode out. First thing, just in case, because Peacemaker drops next week, and I'm actually really, really excited. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Let's go. I'm hearing very good things about Peacemaker. Uh, but kicking us off with The Batman, Josh and I's most anticipated movie of this year. I've said it once, I'll say it a million times, The Court of Owls is the actual villain, and the whole point of the Riddler is he's trying to expose this underground organization in Gotham that the Waynes were members of this organization. Maybe the reason they died is they threatened to expose the court. But then again, I don't like the whole idea of premeditated murders, what killed the, the Waynes as much. I would much rather it be a random act of violence, and that's kind of what drives Batman going forward, not so much a specific yeah. hit. But I think the court are absolutely the ones behind this. Riddler, don't get me wrong, is still evil, but he's doing this as... For lack of a better term, an agent of chaos. He's just trying to expose the evilness that is the court, essentially. He's, he's cracking. He's cracking the riddle for everybody. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's I. I also I agree with that. I was trying to come up with something that was little, not just like stuff that you and I have talked about for this movie, because you and I have theorized, 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 theorized um, about this movie since it's since it was announced. Um, I am going to take a prediction out of your book. I say we see a circus at, at the la as la at the last scene of the movie. Oh, sweet Jesus, calm my aching heart. Oh. <laughs> There's just the, the, the line of uh, from Catwoman was like, yeah, what can I say? I take in a lot of strays. And uh, the the lady asking, I mean, I know it's kind of a, a joke, ha, 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 in a way. You could be doing the more. The lady's like, yeah, what do you do for this city? You don't do anything. But like that, I can also see him totally as as adopting a an orphan, as a way to do good in the world, if do good for for Gotham. I don't know. It'd be very very interesting to actually see a boy Robin actually grow into Nightwing, as opposed to we always seem to get the Chris end O'Donnell. Characters. Yeah, we always seem to get. All right, this is what they are now. They're about to come to the, the thing that we've been wanting but instead of seeing the journey from the very beginning it should be very very cool yeah i don't think we're very far off from robin i think it's it's very very close it's just a matter of where exactly mm -hmm. um but i think also we will kind of get a batman hush-esque moment in the trailer we clearly can hear that riddler knows who batman is he's like you're not as smart as i thought you were Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne, which I'm going, oof, oof. But I think Batman beats Riddler to that by doing what he does in the comic of going basically, yeah, you know who I am, fine. But if you tell anyone, 
what's the point of a riddle that everyone knows the answer to? To which Riddler just, like, yeah. is about to argue, but he's just like, dang it! If I yeah. tell everyone a secret, it's not a secret. And I'm not smarter anymore. I love that psychological approach. I would not be surprised <laughs> at all if that's something that happens in this one. So, You'd be like that small scene in the Harley Quinn cartoon when Joker finds out who Batman is. Where's my gosh dang electric car, Bruce? Car, Bruce. <laughs> Such uh, a good, good scene. Um, let's do... Uh, I, I want to... I, I wouldn't be... How do I say this? I, I kind of want to say that there's more rogues gallery will be at least the very least hinted at in this movie i wouldn't be surprised if we see some some hints to mr freeze see some i sweet jesus absolutely no hints whatsoever to joker i i i cannot stand as sorry i got a bad feeling about that i just i need i need us to stay away from the joker for a bit just because it's kind of like Spider-Man. Tom Holland has not had a Green Goblin yet, thankfully. And I'm very Well, glad now that he that's... has. Well, okay, yes. But it's not his Green Goblin. It, it's, I... it's hard to be more his than I killed your aunt. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <gasps> Imagine Norman Osborn appearing up out of nowhere, but it's like Tom Holland's universe is Norman Osborn, and it triggers that thing in his head of like, Oh, like, yo, you killed my aunt. Oh, oh, and Norman's like, I have no idea who you are, bro. Like, I'm not even, like, I don't even own a company. I'd be, oh, that'd be terrifying. Are you you DeFriend or DeFoe? I hate it. I know you do so much. (laughs) So after the Batman, after the Batman, we have Black Adam, which is just weird to say that it's, like, finally coming out. It's finally here, boy. It just feels like it's been either in development or teased by Dwayne Johnson for a decade mm-hmm. so i think this, most of this movie black adam will be fighting against the justice society members there's got to be some e- more evil threat that he's facing off against if black adam is the good guy in this situation there's got to be something a little even more evil i'm gonna say it's vandal savage okay I think Vandal Savage makes sense because Vandal Savage, for those that don't know, is basically an immortal that's been on Earth for thousands upon thousands of years and cannot die. And I think that would be interesting contrast for Black Adam. Like, Black Adam just straight up can't kill this guy. I think the movie will end, though, in modern times, a la, bad analogy, but go with me, Dracula Untold, of, like, you get most of the movie set in the past, but you end in modern times so that Henry Cavill can end cameo at the end because mark my words no matter what the flash rumors are saying we will have dwayne johnson fighting henry cavill superman when dwayne johnson wants something dwayne johnson gets something yeah like that matchup is going to happen warner warner brothers executives want it to or not warner yeah the rock will just make it happen so i would not be surprised he seems more preoccupied with fighting superman than he is with shazam like, I think Shazam versus Black Adam will eventually happen in, like, Shazam 3. But the fight that Black Adam clearly wants is Superman. So I would not be surprised, if at all, if that's the end credit that gets set up at the end of Black Adam. Yeah, I can see that. What would be very interesting is, I honestly wouldn't mind that. Have him, Black Adam, fight Superman. Have Black Adam almost, like, he get the upper hand on Superman several times. Um so that when 
Shazam and and Black Adam do fight, and Black and Shazam actually is able to overcome Black Adam. It's like, oh, well, I wonder how Shazam would fight fair against Superman. Actually, have that actual power dynamic or, going on, or Shazam is able able to beat Black Adam because Superman taught him how to fight Black Adam. Hey. Have Shazam meant be mentored by Superman. I'm down with that. Be like, hey, have Superman he goes for the two lefts and a right. <laughs> Watch for the overhook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't expose, that, don't expose that, the ribcage. Uh, Vandal Savage, I think, is one of the only options I can see here unless they're like, I just, I, I don't see them making him. I think I, the one reason I'm, I'm, I struggle with Black Adam as a movie is because I don't see him being an anti-hero even. He's a villain. He took yeah. this power and was like, oh, yeah, hey, thanks, man, and went and killed people. Like, I just – calling him an anti-hero feels really, really icky to me. So I almost want to say that he becomes the villain in his own movie, but I, I feel like that's complicated to say, especially when it's The Rock. Yeah. So next up, we've got The Flash, the controversy-ridden movie right now, whether it's – the wiping away of the Snyderverse or whatever else. I do believe this will wipe away the Snyderverse, but not fully. I think it'll be partially wiped away, like the events of Batman vs. Superman don't happen, or the ending of Man of Steel will be changed, and we've already heard some rumors that the ending of Man of Steel might be changed in The Flash. Um, but I think The Flash will change the direction of DCEU to be more optimistic going forward, because the Snyderverse... I know what his end goal was, but it still was not as optimistic as the characters deserve. Um, mm-hmm. And like into the Snyder into the Snyderverse. Whoa, that's that's a documentary waiting to happen. Uh, like in the Multiverse of Madness, I think this is going to be cameos galore. Like mm-hmm. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, who you know, thanks to social media, she may have tipped her hand that she is actually in this movie. I still think Henry Cavill's in this movie. I'm sticking with it. I don't care that people are like, Henry Cavill's done. I think Henry Cavill's back for The Flash. And I think we see in the trailer two different versions of The Flash. I think at least one of them is the actual villain of this movie. I don't think we have a reverse Flash in the traditional sense. I think an alternate universe Barry is the villain for this movie. And that's why we haven't heard anything about villain casting for this movie yet. I can see that. The other thought I had is that, like, we don't know what the the villain is. Time travel itself, but yeah, I had thought about that the uh, that other Barry is actually Impulse, is a somebody from the future, which I'd be honestly the future. Ezra, Ezra Miller as Impulse makes more sense to me. It than really actually Barry. does, and I'm really okay with that. So it, that could be really interesting. Um, Oh, I had a thought about Michael Keaton's Batman, and then it just disappeared. Did so, it die of oh, loneliness? Yeah, yeah, just like Michael Keaton. Um, so I, I'm excited. <laughs> God, what is with me with these jokes today, bro? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I, there's a lot. Like I agree, there's going to be Cameo City for for the Flash. I think. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I I could see. Chris O'Donnell uh, is Nightwing. No, um, Michael B. Jordan's um, Superman making, not his, but the one that he's making. See, making I think that's too far out. Here. I think people will be very confused by that. Because it's not, it's still a long way off on that. Who knows? 
maybe like, even seeing oh if some of the titans characters showed up or some of the doom patrol just like as quick cameo or something i don't know how that would work because yeah i think doom patrol Anything is yeah. fair game, which I still would like some clarification on that. Is I thought for the longest time that Doom Patrol and Titans was the same universe, but apparently mm-hmm. it's not. They're like, no, it never was the same universe. Then how come Beast Boy lived with the Doom Patrol and then left the Doom Patrol to join the Titans and never acknowledged the Doom Patrol ever again? Eh, every season of Titans retcons the previous one. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is just about the only thing about doom patrol that's like actually like legitimately sketchy doom patrol sketchy in general but that's because it's so far out there and so weird and, and it's cosmic so bizarre and like yeah so. so lastly for this year we have aquaman and the lost kingdom i don't have a ton for this but and i also have no evidence to support this but arthur curry is losing a hand how we have not talking talked about this at all and this is also something i said i was like <laughs> I was like, hook hand is going to be a thing, my hook, dude. Hook hand? And I think because of... I don't know how they'll explain it in the movie. Maybe just... He's been underwater for too long. He's going to have more blonde in his hair. I think mm-hmm. he's going to start looking more and more like the Justice League animated series, which... Oh, heck yes. I think we're going to get hook hand and slightly more blonde hair for Momoa to kind of be an homage mm-hmm. while not straight up copying the comic books. Uh, yeah, you got anything no, else for Aquaman? Um, I'm trying to think. So they go up. <gasps> be interesting if they so kill they Mara. Hint, they it's kind of interesting. They kind of hint at that they're going north to the North Pole. I believe it's either it's North or South Pole. It's oh my one, God! One Aquaman kills Santa. It'd be interesting if they come across a fortress of solitude up and while they're up there. And that's the cameo for well, Superman. The problem is, if we exist in the Snyderverse, there's no forces of solitude in the North Pole, remember? It's just that random ship in the middle of Metropolis. Oh, you're right. Boo! Which yeah. I've never liked because then Superman doesn't have a fortress. And people are like, well, he doesn't need a fortress. Actually, you, you kind of do need a spot to get away from the world, especially if you're yeah. Superman. I think having a, the, the maybe, fortress maybe in that's, the North Pole makes sense. That's, this is him... This is the way they Aquaman picks up the fortress and just yeah. swims it. <laughs> Bye, Superman. Hope you find Bye. your fortress. <laughs> I just that could be interesting. I'm trying to think of anything that could happen up north that would be it'd be interesting if we finally get the polar bears from Superman Lives that canceled <laughs> script. I wonder oh oh, what is it? Um No, because he's been around for a long time. I was gonna say if if he's not in Black Adam, if they accidentally dethaw Vandal Savage or something in here, but he's he's always around, so that wouldn't make sense. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff they they can do with them going to the top of the world. So it's not Starro because Starro's already done. <laughs> yeah, we we already tried that. Uh, my only DC TV Peacemaker. Now I think this show is going to be balls to the wall. I think it's going to be one of the best shows of the year that I think people are sleeping on how much James Gunn is going to introduce to the universe. I think he's already started to lay the groundwork for stuff that he wants to do going forward. And that's why I think Peacemaker will hint at or straight up introduce the Green Arrow into the DCEU. I can totally see that. I think Green Arrow would fit a little too well for Peacemaker of a 
loud, brash superhero that would, I think, fit James Gunn's style perfectly. And he's also a niche enough character that I think James Gunn would absolutely love to do. We're already hearing, I haven't heard who specifically, but I'm already hearing some things of, there are some characters from DC Comics, some pretty recognizable characters for diehard fans in Peacemaker. I'm going, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, but <laughs> recognizable characters for diehard fans from James Gunn could mean Calendar Man or hey, like hey, no, Calendar Man. Man. Calendar Man no, no, is no. in the Suicide Squad. I know, Squad. I know but, you, but you know what I'm saying, though. Mr. Mixelpidelic. <laughs> Bro, like, <laughs> for <laughs> diehard fans could mean, could you imagine if Condiment King showed up? Like, Oh, my on. God. Like, if that's the first on. person he has to catch... Dude. Oh, my gosh. I would love an exchange of he's just riding some dinky skateboard while John Cena has to chase him on foot. You'll never catch up. Oh, my God. And, like, just it's the worst possible puns, and Cena is just over it. <laughs> or he's I like relish this opportunity to it. defeat you. It's like, is that your whole shtick? <laughs> He 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 actually like really likes it. He's like, man, I don't know where to where to be this guy's best friend or punch him in the face. Like that's like, oh, that'd be so that'd be so great. Oh, uh, now I need Condiment King on Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got two for horror: uh, Scream and Halloween Ends. I'll get Scream out of the way because Josh does not give two squirts of piss on this one. <laughs> no, I do not. I think, um, I think this will be the first Scream movie where someone survives the intro. So Scream is known for killing off famous people at the beginning of the movie, like killing off Drew Barrymore at the beginning of the first movie, having Kristen Bell be a killer in Scream 4. I think this is the first Scream movie where the person at the beginning of the movie survives the actual encounter, just to just to keep things fresh. And then also to keep things fresh, one of the original cast members will be the killer this time around. And I think it'll be David Arquette's Dewey, primarily just because I can't get that scary movie um plot twist out of my head and i think that would fit too well in a screen movie plus yeah no one suspects dewey if it's not dewey one of the original cast members either has to be killed or be the killer just courtney cox. the way it has to be it courtney cox could be both that way she can die and be the killer <laughs> death to those bangs from scream three yes. now halloween ends i don't have a lot for this Allison will be the sole survivor. Like a Survivor mm -hmm. Series match, Allison will be the only one that survives. However, we'll get good closure for Lori this time around. It won't be some stupid death like getting stabbed and falling into bushes. I think she'll actually have a proper death this time around. And the sheriff will actually die this time instead of, you know, almost dying by getting stabbed with a pencil and then run over with a car. But that doesn't kill him somehow. Um... No, Allison will be the sole survivor because, honestly, she has nothing left. Her mom died. Her boyfriend died in horrifically over-the-top fashion. Like, Michael, you need to take a chill pill. What? The Cameron did not deserve that bad of a death. No. Good lord. But that Halloween ends, I don't really know, just because they've said they're doing an actual time jump. So when it comes out later this year, the movie will actually take place in 2022. So I'm wondering how that four-year time gap is going to go. They've said they're going to address the real-world events. I'm going, I don't need COVID in my Halloween storytelling. That's just weird. But imagine... Michael survived because he's wearing a mask? 
No, imagine you're trying to run down the street, but nobody will come anywhere near you because of the because of the pandemic. You're trying to ask for help. You're trapped in your house. I, it's it's that's fine. Story for the forest. Care. You just yeah, have Michael I, going. <sighs> <laughs> so my question, and then to you just have is, somebody don't breathe on me. So, with, with saying that she's going to be the the sole survivor, are you saying that Michael's dying? Yes. Like dead, 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 like dead, dead, dead. How? I'm not sure because. Michael has experienced literally everything. He's had his freaking head chopped off, and that still didn't send him away. He hasn't been sent to space yet, though. Stop. You actually, if you... no, actually, no, no, no. That almost happened. Actually... That did no, almost it... happen with John Carpenter. John Carpenter almost sent Michael to space for like Halloween four or five before you know. Halloween four had a. Halloween 4 and 5 especially Dude. had a lot of weird production issues. Quentin Tarantino has almost done a Halloween movie. Dude, Halloween's had no. a weird history. If they Jason X Michael Myers, I'm, I will feel obligated to go see it in theaters. Like, I won't even be mad. In space, no one comes home. <laughs> Stop! Oh, Alright, my only horror one that I have, and this is, I think, this is unfortunately just the one that I've been holding on to. I don't know if it's going to ever be a thing, but we will finally, finally get a Robert Eggers Nosferatu and either confirmation or, or, or something. We will finally get the confirmation of that being happening because it needs to. I can't. Huh. Northman is probably going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. Northman, just... Northman looks like it was made specifically for you. Yeah, I know. It's so great. I'm so excited. Um, and I think what's ex- what's exciting about it is it feels like it's going to do everything that Green Knight should have. And in, in that it's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to embrace its lore. It's going to like actually deal with it. But it's going to go full-fledged into, hey, this is still like you know, a barbaric time of, of in, in the human race. Like, so I'm just, I'm excited about Northman. And be, if that, if Northman does well, I see no issue with them being like, Hey, Robert Eggers, you're really good at doing period pieces when it comes to horror and stuff like that. Uh, how about you do Nosferatu? Oof. I, I'd be down for that. So Absolutely. my last category before I get into my general announcements slash predictions is other. So random movies that don't really fit into a horror Marvel DC comic book subcategory uncharted i've got a lot of thoughts on uncharted of things that'll happen uh i don't think we'll actually physically see sam they might save him for the sequel i think nolan north the voice of nathan drake in all the games will make a cameo because he was on set for at least one day taking pictures with tom holland and gave it kind of an update that was really reassuring to a lot of fans so i think he's in the movie um also that shot in the trailer where we see Sully with the mustache for the first time, and he's like, puberty's right around the corner, kid. You can grow your own. I think that's the opening scene from the movie. And then he shaves off the mustache and then brings it back at the end of the movie because that scene is almost a perfect representation of when Nate and Sully meet in Uncharted 3 for the first time in a flashback scene. The shirt on both of them, the Hawaiian shirt is perfect on Sully. The baseball shirt is perfect on Nate. I wouldn't be surprised if that's their homage. So when we see them later in the trailer, it's like, aren't you a little young for a bartender? Aren't you a little old for prom? I think they already know each other at that point, and they're both trying to steal something together, and their approaches 
are different. Their roles for that heist are different. I think they already know each other by that point. Uh, Fantastic Beast and the Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, this is not a prediction. It's a spoiler. I won't be seeing this movie. Um, no. I think... Yes. I made a Paul Heyman reference. Oh, man. I'm surprised it took me this long to make that reference. Uh, but Fantastic Beast and the Secrets of Dumbledore. I think... Newt will have a much smaller role in this movie, and mm-hmm. going forward, I think he'll have a much smaller role, and I think Dumbledore will take on a bigger presence in these movies, because as we get further and further along, Newt Scamander's character feels more and more unnecessary and kind of distracting from the larger narrative that's taking place, which is Dumbledore versus Grindelwald. Like, that's the big matchup, whereas... I feel like the only reason Newt is there is for the Fantastic Beasts title. And I don't think... I know he's resonated with some people, but I don't think Newt has resonated with fans as well as other Harry Potter characters. So I wouldn't be surprised if... He'll never fully go away. But I wouldn't be surprised if his role gets lessened with each passing movie. Um, I mean, yeah. Jurassic World Dominion? I think it ends the current era of Jurassic Park movies. Because they've said this will be like the end game of the Jurassic Park movies. And one of the original cast will die. I'm leaning towards Dr. Grant. Just because that actor has not been the biggest fan of the Jurassic Park franchise over time. Like, there's the running joke for Jurassic Park 3 of like, there's no way or no amount of money that you can get me back into this movie. I mean Island. But he still shows up either way. So I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Grant dies. Uh, Mission Impossible 7, another movie Josh is eagerly anticipating. Don't care. <laughs> because 7 and 8 were originally supposed to film back-to-back and are the final two movies in the Mission Impossible franchise, I think we're starting to gear up towards a big finale. So I think this movie will end on a cliffhanger, and knowing Tom Cruise, it might actually be a literal cliffhanger of him. That, yeah. Knowing Tom Cruise, I think an actual cliffhanger might be in their own possibilities um they could they cut the black while he's like hanging by his fingertips on a cliff you kid i could see them doing that <laughs> oh, I absolutely could totally see it. i could absolutely see it also we need some stakes in this so i think someone's gonna die i have a lot of people oh, dying in my predictions I, I think we need to kill somebody <laughs> that we're attached to someone that's been in every single Mission Impossible movie besides Tom Cruise, and that's Luther. I think Luther's going to die because he's the only one, either Luther or Benji, Simon Pegg's character. But I think Luther would be more impactful because he's been in every single one. Now, lastly, for my other category, Creed 3. I think we're sleeping on Creed 3 coming out this year just because that's one of those that's really easy to fly under the radar production-wise. Jonathan Majors, we know, is the main antagonist for this movie. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing Adonis Creed's actual brother, one of a, one of Apollo's legitimate kids. I think that would be a very interesting spin to take. That'd be very interesting, but also like, yeah, they'd have to explain on like what where he's been these past two movies. Hmm. There. Um, the only other I've got is uh, I have Shadow making a cameo at the end of uh, Sonic Two. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. All right. Or Amy, one of the two. Let's stick with Shadow. <laughs> what? You don't like Amy? Who's the human character in Sonic 06? We tease uh, her for the next movie. 
<laughs> or, Sonic or is going to fall in love with a human because that went over so well last time. Or the uh, the the kid from Sonic X. Oh. <laughs> so, lastly, we have general announcements slash predictions of things that we think will either be announced or people that will be casted. Something that will happen in 2022 that will happen further down the road. Like, for example... One of my big predictions that I've said for a while, but I'm sticking with it because this will be the year that it actually goes into practice. The Warner Brothers Discovery merger will result in a brand new app. A Warner Brothers Discovery super app. We're going to get rid of HBO Max. We're going to get rid of Discovery Plus. It'll be merged into one mega app to compete with the likes of Netflix and Disney Plus. I don't know what this will be called, but with the merger supposedly going through... Uh, it's going through at a really quick pace. Supposedly going through this year. I would not be surprised. The app I don't think will launch. But I think that it will be announced this year that we're getting a completely new mega app. It will give a chance for HBO Max to kind of rebrand itself after its very hard start that it's had out of the gate so far. And while I like the Discovery Plus app quite a bit, I think it's very underrated. I don't know if a lot of people have had it, gotten it so far. And merging it into one mega app with scripted and non-scripted content. If you merge those two apps together, you already have one of the biggest platforms possible out there Mm -hmm. that could absolutely rival a Netflix or a Disney Plus going forward that I think could be very dangerous going forward. Um, I think Tom Holland will become the highest paid MCU actor now that Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. are gone. And, um... Oh, yeah, his contract has expired. So um, if Sony or Marvel want him back, they're going to have to shell out some dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Which is why I think he said, oh, you know, I'm tired. I don't feel like acting anymore. I've said for a while, and I think that's a BS lie. I think that's a strategy for him to maximize his amount of payment. Because he knows how much he's worth, which is smart. He's a smart kid. I think he's about to make a lot of money because there's no one in the MCU that I think is more valuable to the brand right now than Spider-Man, and he knows it. He's about to make some coin. Um, Josh, do you have any general predictions before I go just further down my list? Because <laughs> um, I got I a bunch. Of, we kind of did skip over any any Star Wars stuff that we thought might happen. I didn't have year. a ton of Star Wars stuff this year. I, see, I didn't either. The only real things I have is we'll get confirmation that the new trilogy will be uh, on the the Sith Jedi War. Um, I have something like, similar to that. I think Taika like, Waititi's Star Wars movie goes into production officially, and it'll be in the High Republic era. Yeah, I have that. Um, I have, and the only other thing I have is uh, the Soka series will, and I know, you know, Sabine's already been confirmed, but I think we will full on bring through the Ahsoka series, all of the Rebels lore with Thrawn and everything into the live action. But I'm talking like, we'll finally find out where, um, oh geez, I just blanked, uh, where the boy is, um, Ezra, Ezra, there it is. I was, I was going to say Eli, but I was like, that's not right. Um, but where, where Ezra has been, I almost did it again, <laughs> where Ezra has been this whole time after he rode the whales into the sunset. Um, but yeah, it's just I think we're going to full on bring all of the Rebels lore into the live action, which is not, I don't think that's be, would be that surprising, no. especially with Thrawn. Um, yeah, I'm down, so- man. 
I forgot. I do have one Star Wars thing, but it's not really content-wise or plot-specific. Uh, it's about Kenobi. I think Kenobi will be the most streamed Disney Plus content ever. Like, I think right now it's Loki, I think, is the most, like, popular show that they've ever done. I think Kenobi's going to blow that out of the water, which also means I think Kenobi will be the single most pirated show of all time. Because <laughs> people are cheap and don't want to pay $9 for Disney+. Plus. Uh, but I, I think Kenobi will be widely popular. Now... Uh, do we think that we're going to get some Qui-Gon cameos? Yes. Because that, I, to my As knowledge, Force Ghost, those, yes. those have not been confirmed yet. They have not been, but I would not be surprised in the slightest because of Revenge of, what Revenge of the Sith said. Yep. All right. I don't have any more Star Wars stuff. I got a no. couple DC announcements. Uh, I think DC, uh, Dick Grayson will be teased in a DC movie. But okay. the thing is... I'm not fully putting all my eggs in the basket that it's the Batman yet. I think it's either the Batman or Batgirl. I think either one is okay. a very believable possibility just because of how much time Batgirl and Nightwing will have always been connected to each other. And I think mm-hmm. you can only go so far with Batgirl without yeah. at least addressing Dick Grayson at some point. I don't think he'll be in either of those movies, but at least referenced or set up for future appearance. That being said, the Nightwing movie, which has stalled out since 2017. Here's my most out of left field. The Nightwing movie will find a new director and will start up again. I have no basis for this. I just think Warner Brothers, I think since we're getting movies like Static, like Blue Beetle, like Batgirl, of focusing on little characters, not little characters, but lesser known characters riskier characters potentially i think they might reevaluate this whole nightwing movie and chris mckay is kind of busy with other stuff so either he stays on or we move on to a different director and we start making some forward progress on it this one is actually of all my predictions today the one i am the most confident about a justice society spin-off movie will be announced after black adam comes out I think, yeah, I can see that. I think the reason why Justice Society is in the Black Adam movie with Dr. Fate, with uh, Adam Smasher, with Hawkman, is to set the stage and kind of test if audiences would like to see them again. Because who knows what's going on with Justice League? But Justice Society, you can do completely without any of the core Justice League members, and you can kind of do your own soft Justice League there with Justice Society as a spinoff movie. I would not be surprised at all if that's what they're doing here with Black Adam is testing the water, so to speak. Uh, I know I said this last year, but I'm going to stick with it again here. A new Friday the 13th movie will be announced. The legal issues just wrapped up, so now it's just a matter of Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller coming to the table to agree on something together. And I think that's a lot easier to do when you're not in a legal court battle with each other it's not going to start production but they're going to at least announce steps to be taken to work on a new friday the 13th uh i think the next james bond will be cast i don't know who it will be but i think we'll at least cast the name uh i don't think it'll be henry cavill as much as i would like it i don't think it because i want it to happen uh but i think the new james bond will be cast i think the fantastic four will be cast this year as well 
and it won't be Emily Blunt and John Krasinski because everyone wants it. And I, the way Marvel works, they don't fall into the trap of fan casts other than Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. That one was just too obvious. Other than that, Marvel casts who they think is best. If they think Emily Blunt and John Krasinski are the best, they'll go with them. I just don't think it'll be them. So be prepared for that, people, when it doesn't end up happening. Um, this past year, we had three movies released on Netflix called the Fear Street Trilogy, which is three horror movies all as one trilogy that we released one week after the other. So three movies this Friday, this Friday, this Friday. So instead of a series, it was three movies in three weeks. I see more streaming services copying that model going forward. I think that's a really interesting idea of not releasing as an alternative to TV series. With TV series getting movie budgets, do three movies in three weeks type of thing. I think could be really interesting. I know Shudder already kind of does that. Um, or Amazon Prime does that in connection with Shudder type of thing. Uh, speaking of horror, I think a new creature from the Black Lagoon movie will be announced. It's one of the few universal monsters that does not have something in active development right now. We've got the Wolfman. We've potentially got an Invisible Man sequel. Maybe. Um, I feel like we've got a Monster Squad-esque movie. We might have a Bride of Frankenstein movie in the works. And last but not least, it's the one that I have no confidence in whatsoever. And it's more of a wishful thinking. Disney will announce a live-action Atlantis movie for Disney Plus only. As a Disney Plus exclusive, I think... So the weird thing is, the only reason I think this. One, I want it desperately. Two, I think they have an easier time marketing Atlantis than Treasure Planet, which kind of sucks, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. I don't agree with that, but I think they might view it that way. But three... If you look at the trajectory of the Disney live-action remakes, they kind of go in a spacing of like, all right, we start with the beginning of Disney Renaissance and then kind of work our way up over time. Well, we're kind of running out of Disney Renaissance stuff to remake, and we're getting closer to the early 2000s, which mm -hmm. if there's nostalgia money to be milked, they're going to milk that nostalgia money. Yeah. So I think... It's a dark horse. It's either, if we're getting any live-action remakes from the early 2000s, we already know we're getting Lilo and Stitch, so they've proven they are interested in doing the early 2000s stuff. We've got three choices, I think, of stuff that I could feasibly see being a live-action remake. Atlantis, Treasure Planet, oh, it's never going to happen, but I would love it, or Tarzan, I could see being an interesting out-of-left-field pick. I mean, the question would be, the legal battle of that, I don't know like how much, how many hoops you'd have to jump through with Ed Grice Burroughs or whatnot, because I know Tarzan's in public domain, so do you want to have it follow the trajectory of your movie or the actual Tarzan story or whatever else? But I think we're getting closer and closer to that era of early 2000s where Disney's going, all right, yep. we've milked everything from the Renaissance. Let's milk some other stuff that we can turn into live-action remakes that you know we kind of botched the first time around from a marketing perspective. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely. I think uh, what's really odd to me is that we've got a uh, Blue Beetle casting, but not a Static Shock casting yet. So I definitely think that's coming this year. Um, I tried to look into it a casting, little bit. Casting, not the movie itself, right? Co correct. Okay, correct. yeah. 
yeah, casting at the very least, uh, and maybe even a, a synopsis or or something to give us a hint of like get, give us more more to taste, uh, especially if they want if they might even save it for uh, for fandom. I can totally see there's enough time from between fandoms for them to have that kind of, made that kind of decision. Um, I also think I would. So I tried to do some research while you were doing yours just to make sure that I'm not crazy, but I want to say it like a Constantine movie will be announced, but it will not be Keanu Reeves. Uh, I It looked like the internet thinks that the one was announced this year, but I don't remember that. No, there hasn't been. I don't remember that Constantine is coming to 4K, supposedly. supposedly. So there, there, there might be some smoke there. Like a Constantine 2, who knows. But... Yeah, I I I see I foresee a Constantine movie coming, uh, just because we're I wouldn't be surprised if it is because we are in the Keanu sense. Dude, um, dude. Yes, yes. What about Constantine with David Tennant? Stop! Shut up! Take take my money! Shut up! Take my money! Absolutely! <laughs> like oh, like his character with in, Keith in, in... David as Edrigan. Stop! Oh, dude, I just that. Mm, let's go. Gone, so gone. I, the I, days of man, the fall up. of man, rise the demon, enter again. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Doug Jones have, as dead man. God, you were you were all on this. <laughs> Alexander Daddario so, as Zatanna. Constantine, Constantine, not Dark Justice League. <laughs> I don't care. Justice League Dark, make it happen. <laughs> Alexander Daddario as Zatanna. Honestly, here's the thing. Attack it with T, just like Dark. Anate Armas as Zatanna. Oh, mm, 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 say less. Uh, say less. Um, <laughs> I, as a, as a wish, I have no basis for this. I see a uh, Doctor Fate movie coming, as well. I think I think they're got, they're trying to get more into the mystical stuff. Tying Dr. Fade in with Zantana would be ideal, but, you know, I'll take They're whatever. doing it um, in Young Justice, so somebody are. called it. Yeah. Um, so, also, I think with Static Shock and with Blue Beetle, I would not be surprised if a movie version of the new updated roster of Teen Titans is on the way as well i don't know it's your turn I, to make I that will... prediction i made that one last year it's your turn i <clears throat> i am gonna say it will be announced this year i'm i mm, i'm really hesitant to say that because blue beetle's not even out yet because i made that I mistake think, last year yeah it is more likely once static and and blue beetle are out that that will be a thing but i but yeah um what else we got? What else we got? Uh, I think that the Halo series is going to be absolute trash. Oh, yeah. It looks they, cool, but it's too late. It's too late. They they need to follow the books, and they won't. Um, let's see what else we got. I, hmm, I want to see. I, 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 you know what? Let's go for it. I, I see a God of War movie being announced this year. Ooh. Movie uh, or series? Because I could see a TV series. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah. I can see a TV series better. Just like 
The Witcher has given me so much hope for uh, uh, book series and moving games to be made well. Um, yeah, let's do let's do a God of War series. If it's done by Netflix, I'm not exactly against that. I'm gonna throw it out into the ethos. Batista's Kratos. We get actual legitimate confirmation of not just magical magic treehouse, but also Red Wall for from Netflix. Actual <laughs> confirmation. <laughs> it will not happen because it's Netflix. It's not gonna happen. I'm putting it. I'm putting it on the universe, bro. I will one up you there. Do it. Do it. Do it. I impromptu prediction from me. We will get a new Narnia project announced that will go in active development this year. I thought they. I thought Disney had said that they were going to do. Disney that. doesn't own the rights to Netflix to Narnia anymore. Netflix does. That's remember? right. Netflix does. Yes. Okay. That's, I was trying to remember we because we had talked about it recently, but I couldn't remember if anybody had come up, had done anything with it. Um, that would be cool. Um, honestly, I look to see in 2022 more projects based on book series, uh, either movies, preferably shows. I think shows are the best op- opportunity for, uh, for, for book series. With that being said, I'm putting this out in the ether. It won't happen because the fan backlashes would, would be too big. But a Harry Potter TV show being announced to be in the works this year. I don't think I'm, I'm that far off either. Here's the thing, Josh. That's actually been rumored for a little bit now on HBO Max. Yep. I don't think you're that far off, dude. Especially dude. with the numbers that this Harry Potter reunion special has been pulling in. I think this is one of the safest bets Josh has ever made, actually. I'm with <laughs> yeah. Josh on this. <laughs> yeah. I think a Harry Potter series would be announced this year. I'm in complete agreement with you on this one. Because I, I, it just... It, it would shut everyone up. <laughs> 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 the books are better than the movies. Yes, but the show does it right. So Shut up, you, you cursed child. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> no. We leave cursed child out of this. Leave that out of this. I want none of that. It's the um, redheaded stepchild. Gosh. It's the middle but child. Yeah, no, no one I, remembers I, it. I think more and more companies are finding that books, book series are great ways. Like they just look better in, uh, in, in a TV format. So I don't, I don't see, I think that's, pre- that'll probably be, the the last for me because i'm pulling things out of a hat at this point but like i think if anything but just disney and marvel have just made me feel like anything's possible movie anything is possible um and you know what except the man of steel sequel I'm no. I'm gonna put energy into all of that into the universe. This year. 2022 is the year that anything is possible for movies. All right. On that optimism that Josh has just put forth, what do you guys think? What are some of your most out there predictions, or some of your safest predictions for the movie world in 2022? What do you think is going to get announced? What do you think is going to be a big hit, a big miss? What are some of your bold and outlandish predictions for this year? Let us know in the comments. So I was like hearing from you guys. If you want, help us out. Let's get in 2022 to 700 subscribers 
on the YouTube channel. I think we're at like 558 right now. Let's get to 700 on the YouTube channel this year. And my goal is also 2,000 listens. I think um, we could definitely get there that this year. I think that's an attainable goal. 2,000 listens wherever you get your podcast. We all get it up in the stats. I'll tell us at the end of the year what our, what we look like. Uh, and 700 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't already subscribed on YouTube, we're always toying to think about new ideas of what we can do over there. Uh, and as always, if you like what you see both on YouTube and what you hear on the podcast, subscribe just wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.